Zack, there's something we're forgetting to tell them. That's right. They should go to Latch... Zack, there's something we're forgetting to tell them. That's right. They should go to latchkeykingdom.com to read an excellent webcomic by Nick Daniel. It stars the adorable Willa Dragonfly, and it follows her through high adventure and low dungeoneering, with uh, plenty of laughs along the way. That's right. I like it, too. They should really go to latchkeykingdom.com today. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There are no Russians. There are no Arabs. There are no third worlds. There is no West. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and imane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. Petrodollars, electrodollars, multidollars, Reichmarks, rims, rubles, pounds, and shekels. It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That is the natural order of things today. I have a competition in me. I want no one else to succeed. I hate most people. That part of me is gone. Working and not succeeding. All my uh, failures has left me. I just don't care. Well, if it's in me, it's in you. The times when I... I look at people and I see nothing worth liking. I want to earn enough money I can... Get away from everyone. What will you do about your boy? I don't know. Uh, maybe it'll change. All train compartments smell vaguely of shit. It gets so you don't mind it. That's the worst thing that I can confess. You know how long it took me to get there? A long time. When you die, you're going to regret the things you don't do. You think you're queer? I'm going to tell you something. We're all queer. You think you're a thief? So what? You get befuddled by a middle-class morality? Get shut of it. Shut it out. You cheat on your wife? You did it. Live it. Fuck little girls? So be it. Is it absolute morality? Maybe. And then what? Did you ever take a dump and you feel like you just slept for 12 hours? Uh-huh. Here you go, update. Nintendo game playing, this is Rick. How can I help you? Hi, my name is Haley, and I've got a wizard who's going all the way to the championships in Los Angeles. Is that so? All I need is a little help. Okay, let's start with Simon's Quest. Okay, now where exactly are you in the game?
My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And I'm Bob Mackey. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs, a very special Watch Out for Lens Flare edition. <laughs> uh, retro video games podcast usually. Right now, something else. Yeah. Right now we are deep in the Wolf Initiative. Yes. <laughs> Operation Wolf. Yeah. This is finally, uh, finally come it's to fruition. It's finally happening. So that's why Ooh. I got my machine gun in the mail. <laughs> a split EP between Operation Wolf and Terminator 2. The, the, my, my first NES games that I got were Mega Man 2, uh-huh. yay, and Operation Wolf. <laughs> I love that yeah. scream in Operation Wolf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh. guess which one of those informed me. Wow, that's a record. I think we're like four seconds in. Um, (laughs) But uh, this week for the Wolf Initiative, we're talking about Deadly Premonition, which is a survival horror game developed by Access Games and published by Ignition Entertainment for the Xbox 360 in uh, this year of our Lord 2010. Yeah, And as you heard, we are joined by Bob Mackey of Retronauts, um, your friend and ours. Mm -hmm. Hey, Bob. Hey, I love Deadly Premonition. I'm always happy to talk about it. Yeah, the, the, the second we announced that, you were like, hey, I want a piece. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite games of the past, uh, I'd say, five years, ten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely stands It stands high in my pantheon. But, uh, mm. oh, man, are we already taking stances? Gary, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just humming. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm not taking uh, a stance just, just, yet. Just a, just a big smile. Just a big yeah. smile and a nod. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hear it, but. I guess a smiling sound effect. It's <laughs> my lips going out. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you, need, yeah. you need some Carmax, I think. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Gary has some Joker gas being piped into his apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a statue. <laughs> um, so. A single tear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Um, yeah. So in, in Deadly Premonition, uh, you play as Francis York Morgan. A, uh, but call him York. That's what everybody and, calls him. Uh, yeah, that's what everybody calls him. Uh, he's an FBI agent investigating a series of murders in a small northwestern town of Greenvale. <laughs> the most generic town name. Yep. Cityburg. Yep. yep. <laughs> street place. Yeah, street. He's just... investigating Streetland. <laughs> yeah, dead down in the streets and houses district. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the game kind of switches. It's kind of hard to, to pick out a specific genre. Um, you investigate crime scenes, and they're kind of you know investigative. You have these nightmare worlds that you go into that are resident evil style survival horror um and then there are kind of wide open world side quests uh, like a you know like a goofy grand theft auto yeah. and you get to meet the the inhabitants of of this town mm-hmm. greenvale and they're all wacky yep <laughs> they're all wacky and quirky mm-hmm. although there's a reason for that there are yes. like norms but uh york only interacts with people he thinks could be suspects yes <laughs> yep yeah. yeah. Um, but And there are also kind of like a lot of these extraneous systems, too. Uh, you have to make sure your car is gassed up, except for certain missions where running out of gas would break the story. Um, yeah. <laughs> you need to have unlimited fuel. Yeah. Uh, you, you can make York shave. So you mm-hmm. can decide if you want him to be with beard or without beard. Suspect is hatless. Yeah. If, if you shave, you get, what is it, FBI honor points? Yeah. Well, everything. Everything you do is points. It's points of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they're they're called something that little that little oh, badge that pops up. Agent honor, honor. agent agent honor. honor. Yeah, yeah, you get honor for shaving, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you lose honor if you get the stinky agent penalty uh, because you have to you have to change and clean your suits. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. 
Um, originally, this game was called Rainy Woods and was shown at the 2007 Tokyo Game Show, but it was retooled after everyone realized it was ripping off <laughs> Twin Peaks. They decided to retool it into something that ripped off Twin Peaks. Yep. You know, uh, Twin Peaks. I, I read that a lot of the game was was complete with mm-hmm. the twin, more Twin Peaksy elements in, and it makes me wonder, just like why did they decide that late that it would be a legal problem? Like it should have hit them much earlier. <laughs> Maybe they just didn't know. Uh, I mean, like, I feel like yeah, hmm. like they, they, they were obviously informed by it, yeah, uh, but definitely. maybe they didn't know it would be a problem until they hit the international scene, and it was like, oh, there's totally this Twin Peaks game. That could be, yeah, yeah. It's it's still pretty Twin Peaks. Oh yeah. Like I mean, it, it, it's funny to me that like the, what they just decided to get rid of and what they decided not to mm-hmm. is is very funny to me because this is like as as strong an homage <laughs> as I've seen in a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I feel like that that Japanese game design trend of just outright theft of of popular properties Mm -hmm. sort of ended maybe 15 to 20 years ago um, when, you know, developers, publishers got a little more savvy about the legal implications of certain things. (laughs) Like, I don't think Kojima is as uh, is as, you know, movie happy with his latest games as he used to be. Right. Mm -hmm. Like he hides his he hides his his references much better than. (laughs) He used to, at least. He doesn't just straight up call his protagonist Snake Pliskin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. And there's no, like, I mean, you guys did Snatcher, mm-hmm. so yeah. you know what's going on there. Where the yeah. opening shot is literally the same. Yeah, we, yeah. Just, we, just, we just painted over this. Yeah. yeah. Did, uh, have you seen the, the original trailer, Gary? Have you, have you, have you sought it out? Because, like, like, York looks like Dale Cooper. Like, yeah. like it's, it, it's much stronger. Yeah, there's a really good um, kind of fan webpage on this uh, called like planet planet redwood yeah i think or yeah and uh, i spent some time there mm-hmm. and they showed some of that initial art and it definitely looks i mean it just it's really it's it's like a twin peaks game with the serial numbers filed off you know <laughs> plus a bunch of real extra goofy stuff yeah you know but it's still credibly where its influences very very obviously mm-hmm. right so and I don't know if you're getting to this, uh, Cole, uh, but I know this game had a really long development time, like sort of like a Bioshock Infinite type uh, <laughs> type development where, uh, I mean, Bioshock Infinite didn't switch platforms, but I believe this was intended to be a PS2 game originally. Yes, and it, and it, totally, like it totally comes through. Yeah. 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 And the people who, um, you know, if you if you look at reviews for this, like the, uh, the, the, the non-honor of having the... Uh, Guinness World Book of Records Gamers Edition, yeah. um, record for most polarizing review. Which, if you've ever seen that book, like talk it's about a book you'd be embarrassed to have in your apartment. Like, uh, yeah, like it's it's it looks like um like a, I mean it looks like a, a trapper keeper. Like it's it's all a hologram like oh spinning globe cover. It's like <laughs> gamers. At this point, um, I think uh, Guinness is just so desperate for relevance. There's just there's just sweat pouring off of the book when you pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> like me, yeah. read me. The, the Guinness uh, website used to have a button on each record that was that was beat this record. Like, hey, if you think you can go for this, you know, hit it again, which got real uncomfortable with uh, the world's biggest terrorist attack. <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you can out 9-11, 9-11, Guinness has totally got your back. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I, I thought it was like somebody on Facebook wrote something and made me think about this. If I ever come up with a superhero. Mm-hmm. My villain is going to be called Doctor Nine Eleven. I think that is an awesome <laughs> supervillain name, <laughs> like the abominable Doctor Nine Eleven. Um, yeah. yeah, but mm-hmm. anywho, so yeah, it's the most polarizing game mm-hmm. according to uh, that dubious publication. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when you read the reviews the, of people who slam it, like a lot of times they're just like, "These graphics are totally less last gen," <laughs> yeah. you know. 
And and even as somebody who am not head over, I'm not head over heels in love with this game, I think that I know that's missing the point. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute, you're saying that video game reviews tend to <laughs> yeah favor graphics and, and yeah uh, crisp I, I mean, controls and today I see people complaining that a PS4 game looks like a PS3 game, and I'm like. What, yeah, where are the priorities? PS4 game looks like a PS3 game. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it's not that different. Yeah. It's such a small jump. Like, yeah, it's like, this looks like a game people can't afford to make anymore. It should look better than that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Gamers, gamers. Yeah, there's a lot to attack in this game, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I, it's it, it's funny. Maybe we'll save this for the wrap up because one of the reviews for for this game actually I think has informed the way I I, I appreciate games. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say that without saying it. So, uh, Destructoids review, which gave it a ten out of ten, which was obvious clickbait. It was it was Jim Sterling. Um, <laughs> he, he tends to do stunts. He's, I, I like his writing, but he does, he does stunts. He's got stunts. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like like he, in the wrap up, he was he was saying like, hey, you know, like how do you actually like talk about this kind of game? It's a budget game. It was twenty bucks when it came out. Um, you know, and and just like it, it is, it is like you said, Gary. It's so above parody. It's so like it, it knows what it is, and it's completely shameless about it. And what, what the conclusion that he came to and how he justified his 10 out of 10 review uh, for as much as those numbers mean anything um, is that a game in, in large part, a lot of it should be measured by how many times it makes you smile and how long it sticks with you after you're done playing. Like, 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 like those are important criteria um, along with kind of the moment to moment stuff and the objective things. And his, his estimation was that this was a success in that regard. And like reading that kind of like unlocked a certain thing for me. And uh, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I can actually see this. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. Know. I can also <laughs> recommend um, one up review. Yeah, I wish I did not write. <laughs> yeah. That, that actually, it, it's a, it's a less uh, hyperbolic review than Jim Sterling's, although I do like that <laughs> review, yeah. but it just says, this is what this game does that no other game does. And mm-hmm. this is why I like it. And also Lotax wrote uh, an amazing review of it for something awful, just like randomly. He, he's, mm-hmm. he like just discovered the game and he played it and he loved it. So he wrote about it, just mm-hmm. how it's like the most amazing game because of all the weird shit in it. Yeah. And th- both of those write-ups made me interested in the game. I wouldn't have been earlier because I, I just assumed it was, you know, just some weird shovelware or budgetware <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah it really helps to, to uh, you know, do a little reading if you need to be convinced. Yeah. Um, I, I actually didn't know about the game until I read the one-up review. And like the, like the, the stinger or, the, or the, whatever the first line, uh, like sub-headline is, was like Twin Peaks plus Resident Evil plus blah, blah, blah. And it was like, it was like somebody did like a Harlan Ellison trap for coal. Like, yeah. just like, like put this out. It's like, brr. Yeah. Well, that review is really good too because yeah. it starts off saying like, let's get the shitty things out of the way. Yeah. Like this, these are the things that are part and parcel of this experience and they're kind of garbagey. Mm-hmm. And if you're still with us after that, here mm-hmm. are the things that make it really special. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that was the first time I heard about the game as well. Mm-hmm. And then I never picked it up, but Cole actually sent this to me to, to give it to me, which yeah. was nice of him. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is, um, it's creation. So part of these kind of polarizing elements, they all come from the fact that this is the creation, kind of an art tour, uh, you know, experience um, by Sweary65, who is a director of an earlier game called Spy Fiction um, that is, I have no experience with. It's out. I like it's it, it. It has such a generic cover that I missed it when I was like working in you know GameStops and whatnot. I kind of want to check it out now. Oh, you, you definitely actually. should. Like, if, if you like yeah. this, definitely check it out. Yeah, it's really easy. It's really cheap. I have a copy of it. I only played a little bit of it. I watched a let's play of it uh, 
through something awful. I think it's the one through the Let's Play Archive, too, that's hosted there. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good Let's Play if you want to see all the weirdness and all the secrets. And uh, <laughs> it's definitely not anything like Deadly Premonition. It doesn't have this, the same, like, I don't know. It, fe it feels like uh, not as inspired, I guess you want to say. Mm -hmm. I guess I want to say, rather. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the, just the, the, the fact that this is so obviously uh, a creation of love. Like, do, do, do you know what it gives me, like, a feeling of? Like, American movie actually mm. yeah like, it's just somebody who is like just so in love with his with his creation and you know like in spite of all the shortcomings that it has it's kind of like you just can't help but feel how precious it is to the person who's making it, it. it's way more meta than that though yeah. like american movie like the guys in american movie aren't trying to make something funny you know, they're making something unintentionally funny. Yeah. Like, this is very intentionally funny. So it has yeah. it has a real different feel. Like, it definitely has that kind of level of craft. But mm -hmm. it feels, the fact that it's supposed to be a comedy, mm -hmm. you know, the things that people are going to find a weakness and laughable about it are actually all intentional. Yeah. Makes us feel a little bit different. Like, it's almost, it's it's it feels contentious to me. Like, it feels like a little bit, um, like, uh, uh it's trying to bait you into feeling something so it can laugh at you for doing it, you know, a little bit. Like, it, it feels a little bit more con uh, confrontational than that mm -hmm. to me. Like, uh, it is it is genuine. Like, it is a genuine thing he wanted to do, but he's having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking of, like, the process of making it, there's an awesome iBook uh, that's out uh, through the iBook store. It's uh, the Deadly Premonition uh, Director's Cut Visual Companion. Mm. Um, I think that you have to have an iPad to read it. I'm not that's sure if it what works I hate. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer. But I picked that's like six bucks, and it's totally worth it if you're a fan. Um, and it has like little videos, and it has all of like the the reference photos uh, that, they, that they had for the different places. So it's like mm. you can you can actually scroll around the map and like click on like this location, and it pulls up a screenshot in the game, and then like all the reference materials for it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and then there's also like uh or like his original notes like like before design doc stuff like sweary's actual you know like back of the napkin sketches of like weird stuff that didn't make it in but you know obviously informed what did make it in um and then like this huge gallery of fan art mm -hmm. um including i i need to check with them but i think I think I think some of Riff's fan art from uh, from video game hot dog cuz he talked about making a deck of the of the trading cards in the game Oh, cool! Um, and there were there there was at least one of those decks of the trading cards um, in there. So I need to ask him, or after he listens to this, he will just come out and say, "Oh yeah, that was totally like a picture of the thing I made." But uh, but yeah, it's like this nice little uh, package. It's regrettable that it's only in in iPad, but like it uses that. Like you can tap and do like double touch, and there are like actual like little games inside of it, which oh. are like sub Flash or sub HTML five. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, uh, I, I would recommend it. Now that now that I live somewhat closer to uh, Washington, I, I was thinking I, I need to take like a reality tour of Deadly Premonition. <laughs> Just go go to the real milk barn. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I need I need someone else in the area that is as big a fan as me. I can't just go alone or force my girlfriend to go. Yeah. That'd be dangerous. <laughs> Um, so th that iBook kind of came along with this director's cut that was released on uh, PS3 and PS, uh, PC 2013, which added additional scenes and altered the controls a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think I played the OG original version. Yeah. That was the one you sent me. So I do not know very much about the director's cut. Uh, the director's cut is kind of like a disappointment. It's, it's mm. sort of even more broken than the 360 version, if you can believe that. <laughs> and I, I believe fans have patched it since then. But the... Um, 
the added scenes are kind of like negligible at best. They they sort of are like a prologue. It's a framing device. Yeah, is, that's is, right. is what it is. That, that that's the version that I played uh, for 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 this. Um, and uh, it's it's a framing device of an old man telling a little girl a story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah, mean to the, the, the person who fixed the PC version is the same guy who did DS Fix, who mm-hmm. fixed Dark Souls. I'm pretty PC sure. Well. Yeah, yeah. The I remember reading that when this came out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, the controls. I, I I like the controls in the in the director's cut better, just because it is you move in the direction you push, so it's not always in tank mode. Mm. So it's like uh, c- comparing Resident Evil Four to Resident Evil Six. Yeah. Yeah. So Bob, can you tell us what made you interested in you know hopping on the show and talking about the game? I I originally bought the game because well it was fifteen dollars online and everyone was talking about it so i was like this this will be a fun thing to play through and goof on and you know just like a weird i mean i I like weird japanese games that's kind of like my bread and butter as far as gaming goes outside of like big things like dark souls so i read the the hype or whatever you want to call it about the game and i was like this sounds like something i would be into so i bought it intending to play through it as a goof but i actually got really into the characters and the story and the end is like incredibly sincere. By the end, you like really feel for these like odd mix of goofballs. It's it's very strange how the game like sort of takes you by surprise that way. Yeah, it never settles on a tone, and it uses that to its to 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 its advantage. Yeah, like at well, one second it's super goofy, and the next second you're seeing one of the most brutal murders you've ever seen on a screen. And and yeah. York is one of my favorite characters in of I think one of my favorite protagonists to date, maybe mm-hmm. like top five because. He's not your standard, you know, badass, always with the one-liners, like, gruff, muscular dudes. He's just, like, just a weirdo, you know? Yeah. And he, I, he alienates and, like, disgusts people around him. It's very, it's very hilarious. Yeah, yeah the, way, the way people react to him, the way that you would actually react, as opposed to giving him kind of credit for being a video game protagonist, mm-hmm. yeah. is one of the things I really came away with. And I, I would agree with you. Like, probably my single favorite thing about this game that you know like i I have some mixed appealing or feelings on is uh is york like i really like spending time with him i really like the fact that he is an unreliable unreliable main character Mm -hmm. yeah you know how much of this is happening is always kind of in doubt and uh that was really fun for me like uh you know pretty much uh, you know all of his lines anytime he was speaking that was was really arresting for me Mm -hmm. um yeah i really love his voice yeah 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 the the voice actor really nails it (laughs) Do do you know what else he did Seaman. Mm. Uh, oh, he was the yeah. voice of Seaman. Oh yeah, I, I did. I read that somewhere. He, he's he's great. The mm-hmm. uh, and then and then the even more than the kind of the side characters, I ended up really really liking liking York. Mm-hmm. Um, he was kind of my favorite. Some of like, and we'll talk about it. Um, even though it doesn't happen in a specific place, so it's as good a time as any. But mm-hmm. probably my single favorite factor in the game is when you're driving and he talks to himself. Yeah, or talks yeah. talks to Zach. Um, all of the, the movie trivia and the kind of just like, you know, talking about his feelings and, and talking about these, uh, you know, the different towns inhabitants. Mm-hmm. Those are probably my favorite moments. And what's bizarre is like the fact that he's referencing all this pop culture puts it squarely in our world. Like it, 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 it he's obviously speaking for the creator. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, this is all like, it's, it's all factual stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and like the game opens with that. I mean, like he's he's talking with somebody on the phone about the BDSM relationship between Tom and Jerry. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. How they're codependent. Yeah. So we're, this is a this is part of one of the things that makes me feel mixed about this game is that it is incredibly long. Oh yeah. And, yeah, and we're is. gonna we're gonna try to hit the ground running. We're not gonna just talk about everything you do because there are a lot of chapters that kind of blend together. Yeah. Um, but we're 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 gonna get started. Um, and we're not going to talk about the overview of the plot because the joy of the game is how that reveals itself. Mm-hmm. 
way does it introduce itself. <laughs> you've got the you've got the red room, like the crazy forest with the with the gibbering angel twins. Well, for, first you get to see the, the little prologue with the with the twins and the grandpa walking through the woods. Oh yeah, and discovering yeah. the first murder, and that kind of sets you off mm-hmm. with uh, with Anna. Um, but yeah, then when you, as soon as you start, you're in this like creepy creepy red room with two angel twins. Every time I can't like have there have there been good twins? <laughs> like in <laughs> not, not in any media, I think twin immediately impl- implies creepy creepiness. Yeah. And then in real life, name one set that's okay. Because I can't. Uh, (laughs) Actually, I don't want to burst your bubble, Gary, but uh, your sponsor, Nick Daniel, is a twin. Oh, really? (laughs) Yes, he's got a twin brother named Chris, so you just lost your sponsor. No! (laughs) Everyone go to LastKeyKingdom.com, no! But I can can verify that they're both evil, so maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But but the, the portrayal is unfair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like a good set of twins would be really... It'd be great. Like, do that. That fiction. It'd really play with your expectations. A you know? good set of twins. Are you talking about breasts, Gary? Yeah, I prefer twins. <laughs> I prefer twins. <laughs> One, two twins. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. But um, they're right there, and it's like it hits the ground running being, being like Twin Peaks as fuck. Instead of, you know, having uh, Jack Nance finding her wrapped in plastic, uh, she, you know, Anna is crucified on a tree uh, cut from uh, from gut to butt. Um, and uh, you got these two twins who are like, they're not freaked out, which is part of what's unsettling about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would say everybody has kind of a weird muted reaction mm-hmm. to things in this game, which is part of just the general tone that puts you off ease yeah. um, in it. This uh, this red room, there's kind of some stuff to do in it, um, which I didn't do, and it's actually plays into the the plot of the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's that the map, yeah. um, which uh, I didn't. I read about this later. I didn't really realize the significance at the time. Yeah, but um, you kind of pick up that he's been investigating this series of murders. Um, he's a profiler for the FBI, and. Uh, They'll have the same ammo with these seeds. These are these red seeds. Yeah. The original Japanese title was Red Seed Profiles. Yeah. Uh, which, which is a yeah. better name. This is on the name, <laughs> on the nose. Yeah. Um, well, the Deadly Premonition sounds very, like, generic. Yep. And then that with yeah. the cover is probably why a lot of people <clears throat> pass this up as well. Um, but, yeah, you get to do this really long. Um, you're driving. You crash. <laughs> you're, 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 you're not just driving, Gary. You're driving, using a laptop, smoking, yeah. talking oh, on yeah. a cell phone. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, yeah. I think York is wanted for a felony at that point with all of the uh, with all of the distractions he's popping up in front of his face. Yeah. Well, George, George and Emily ask him what happened to your car. He says, oh, it broke down. Can you send the yeah. guy for it? Yeah, I, I forgot about that. That is really funny. Yeah. When that happens. The, uh, but you, you do this really kind of shitty... Yeah. Unending, you know, <clears throat> Resident Evil style survival horror thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, after you, you crash and you're like, you just kind of dust yourself off and go through this really long, boring intro. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're kind of introduced to some of the elements of the game. Like you find a lot of food. So, you know, that's going to be a thing. Um, you're introduced to the, uh, the they. They don't, they're never called zombies, but they're essentially zombies. Yeah. Like J-Horror zombies. Aren't they called um, like shadows yeah, or something like yeah. that? He always, he always says they. Like, the only okay, thing yeah, like that works says is, yeah, they're here. Mm-hmm. Like, they. And that, that's the only thing he refers to them as. Um, but the... Uh, uh, and their their whole thing is they bend over backwards, like J-Hor. Yeah. And uh, making it very easy to get headshots on them. Yes, Deadly and, Premonition has a total of two different enemies <laughs> in it. Yeah. And that is not well, even a joke. Yep. <laughs> and Do one I, of those I, enemies you don't even want to fight, ever. Yeah. No. <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those fucking things. No, uh, don't yeah. want to die. 
Yeah, yeah, they they kind of the moan about uh, what's happening to them. Yeah, but eventually, uh, you, always, always always let them uh, get like at least one of them in a playthrough get a hold of you because they try and climb into your body through through his mouth. It's yeah, really that's a cool way to go. <laughs> yeah. When you kick them off, you cough like yeah, like like as if it's gotten into your throat mm-hmm. a little bit, which I like I like a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you're also introduced to the raincoat killer um, here, and uh, you do, which is he presents himself entirely through quick time events. <laughs> yeah. um, so almost entirely, the, there's kind of two encounters you can three different kinds of encounters you can have with the raincoat killer, of which one I think is really cool, <laughs> and two of which I think are pretty awful. Yeah. Um, and the quick time events are not my favorite right. thing, even though the music sting, the raincoat killer like music like just insane saxophone. That's that's what I love. That's one of my favorite tracks in the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, and then at this point, you don't know anything about him. He just wags his finger like "nah" and then <laughs> takes off. Up, up, up. You can do that in Dark Souls too, as yep. well, which I love. <laughs> no, you didn't. And then uh, takes off. <laughs> Did do a Z snap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gives you two snaps up. <laughs> yeah, um, but then you get out, and York doesn't make any comment on it. Really, he just says, "Huh, I have a payphone here, and uh, there's the bridge." Yeah. If you start, if you run away from the bridge or run away from the town, mm-hmm. it gets, uh, instead of just giving you a big invisible wall, everything gets progressively more gray and washed out. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you just stop and turn around. But the, the effect is really cool. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, whenever a video game tells me to do something, I try to do the opposite. <laughs> and uh, it, it looks really neat. Yeah. You know, anytime just, you try to leave the town, that happens. I, I, I couldn't blame somebody for seeing this and thinking that this was what the entire game was about. It leads with such a weak foot. And again, I think I think that was a uh, a publisher concern, or maybe something that they they felt obligated to put in. Yeah. They just felt obligated to put combat in because of uh, that's just like like a checkbox, you know, make sure there's combat in the game. <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah. publisher reacted very negatively. They uh, originally it was supposed to be like Siren or Haunting Ground, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's mm-hmm. some vestiges of that, like the hiding scenes. Uh, there's the conceit that they cannot uh, sense you if you're not breathing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was going to be more stealth driven. Um, but they were like, no, you really have to do this. And so it was a very last-minute addition um, to the game. So there was another world, and those were like different sequences, but it was an entirely different kind of survival horror game that they yeah, were cribbing from. The game yeah. has that breath-holding mechanic that doesn't, isn't really used that often. Yeah, yeah, it totally to the game's correctly. detriment as well. Like, <laughs> the combat is easily the weakest part of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, at no point when I was shooting things was I having fun in this right. game. Like, it's, I, it was really, really lame. The weird oh. thing is, I, I think they seem to acknowledge that fact within the game by giving you a number of weapons with infinite ammo. So they're just like, we know we, we, you don't like this. We don't like it either. So just sort of po- power through it for the next five minutes with mm-hmm. this automatic, you know, weapon. Well, that, that's what, um, like, what the, and ultimately, like, and, and this is more of a general thing, and, and it'll kind of come up again and again for me, is just like the, the time between the parts that I liked where it was ultimately what kind of soured this experience for me a little bit. And, and there are very long stretches of combat that you spend and, and it's just like the game say you know the game makes it easy but it doesn't mean i want to do it it's the same thing like when i had to drive all the way across town so many times like there's just nothing to do during those times i just didn't feel very engaged you yeah. know so yeah but yeah. but let's get to the the better stuff where you start meeting <laughs> the characters because that's that's really the strength yeah so you so you meet george and emily you can tell that emily's going to be your love interest um yes yeah. and uh george Naomi is kind of Watts. Yeah. i know if I know me, what? Yeah, <laughs> there are so many lookalikes, and uh, and then George, who's uh, you know the the the, the usual jurisdiction, blah. 
I really like his arc up until the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like he kind of comes around and starts respecting you for your results. It's like, okay, he's a dick. He's not going to just be a stereotype the whole time. And then mm-hmm. something else happens. I like how <laughs> convincingly ugly he is. Mm-hmm. Just like yeah. regular regular guy ugly, not like, you know, hideously malformed or whatever. He's got that scar on his face, but he just look, looks like an ugly guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rough and tumble. Yep. Yeah. Um, so after you you, uh, you meet them, um, you is this you head to the hotel? Yeah. No? Yeah. And you, you pretty much learn, like, what's going to happen is you're going to investigate this murder of anagram, which I don't think is an anagram for anything. Nope. <laughs> but it really seems like it should be. It's, uh, it's, an, she... it's an allusion to Twin Peaks. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Anna, or Annie, was, uh, was the name of Heather Graham's character in season oh, two. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I was going to say, that felt like a, 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 like a weirdly used pun. I'm like, okay, I get the pun, but why is it here? Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought it was, too. Yeah. The, the, there are multiple. I, the, I, I think that they were trying to do, like, a little bit of a red herring, but that's what it stemmed from. Mm. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, you 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 sleep at the at the hotel, and that kind of begins the the episode structure. So it's kind of like Alan Wake, and that it's organized into episodes, and the beginning of each one is previously on so and so. I really appreciate that. Yeah, like any time a video game does that, because I I won't always remember. <laughs> what, it just kind of condenses down to what's important for the next chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and, and if the... you take a break, like it's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you did mention Alan Wake. It's strange that those games came out around the same time with very similar <laughs> ideas. But Alan Wake, I mean, it was much more competent as a game, but I, I, I was never able to finish it just because it was so, I don't know, mm-hmm. so like generic game content, like a bucket of it. <laughs> yeah, Alan Wake it, like kind of runs out of ideas. Like I ended up ultimately liking that game, but it I feel like it stops introducing new things mm-hmm. a little too early. Yeah, that's what threw you know? me. Yeah, and and yeah, and this game because of the the story kind of can, it's much more competent as a play experience, but the story of this game continuously reveals new things. Yeah, and that's what kind of keeps you going. I wonder which game was in development longer because Alan Wake famously was kind of like a Bioshock Infinite situation. Remedy was working on that for like seven years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But uh, uh, the, the, like that first scene in the in, in the hotel with Polly sitting across that gigantic table. Yeah, um, yeah. Polly's uh, really funny. Yeah. Um, the big the big point here is that you uh, you see, and I guess maybe what the title of the game, the American release, of the game comes from, Deadly Premonition, is that you uh, you kind of see the future in your coffee, and you've made references to it. Like I knew that would be the way the coffee told me so. Um, mm-hmm. But you you see an F and a K, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's telling you who the murderer is. <laughs> yep. Uh, and even though how many times you decide that that's not the case, mm-hmm. that's definitely the case. And I like the reason for like the reasons for why that does like why he doesn't follow that hunch. Mm-hmm. But uh, hmm. yeah. yeah, we'll get to those reasons because it's not revealed later. But yeah, it's it's totally telling you what's up. Mm-hmm. Trust your gut, York. Yep. Yeah. And then you drive across town, which is something you absolutely have to do. <laughs> Constantly. Constantly. All the time. <laughs> like really slowly and sometimes you get this like i told you that little like he's talking to himself about movies and trivia or not talking to himself i keep saying that yeah. uh, which is ultimately what he's doing but mm. the uh spoiler i guess but mm. he's talking to zach he keeps talking mm. about zach and you know don't ask me about zach mm. um you know and at first i thought zach was the player yep and i was like oh that's really cool like oh i'm zach weird you know <laughs> um but you know not the case yeah. Um, but sometimes there's just long stretches of silence. Like this is a game you have to have an iPod next to you with podcast or radio. Definitely, or yeah. You know, you have to provide your own radio. <laughs> the thing about all the driving in the game is the map is awful. At least in the version I played, uh, the it map was out enough. 
What's that? You can't zoom out enough. <laughs> that is part of it, but another part of it, at least in the Xbox version, is that it orients itself to the direction that you're traveling. Oh, yeah. There's no <laughs> static. There's no static map. There is one in your car in the GPS that would be awesome if you can make that bigger, you know, and in mm-hmm. the corner of the screen. But in in the original version, at least, the map was just almost impossible to read. Yeah. And um, you eventually learned how to get around places in the town, which is kind of cool. But mm-hmm. you know, it was only through brute force that I eventually learned where everything was. Yeah. And eventually, the you know driving is obviated by uh, is obviated by fast travel if you do a certain yes. side quest. And so by the time like, I I should have had like muscle memory about how to like oh you know it's over by the lumber mill. Um, but yeah, I completely lost that. And you know, you just that that familiarity is so necessary. They don't fix the map for the uh, for the for the director's cut. I'm sure that there's probably some kind of patch, which is kind of frustrating because how hard would that have been to fix? You know, Not hard. yeah, that <laughs> just, really feels like a lot of missed opportunities to me. For all the things they added, the things they didn't fix, mm-hmm. and the things that actually became more broken, and just like wow, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and just stuff like problems that have been solved by this point, like the ability to set waypoints would have been cool, like actually to, you know, put a beacon somewhere. And I recognize (laughs) that, yeah, it's it's, it's frustrating. It's a combination of like them. I feel like them trying to be more realistic, like the idea of you getting to know this little town. Mm -hmm. That's cool, right? But there are maps in real life. Like if if I were in that situation, I could use a map and hold it one way. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of just turning it whenever I turn, yeah. um, you know, so it was just, yeah, it was just frustrating. It was harder than it would be in real life, yeah. um, which is kind of crazy. And I'm not sure what year this takes place in, but like cell phones totally have, they should do, do what Grand Theft Auto did. Your phone is your GPS. Well, he, because that's uh, he was using a laptop is. while, while driving, <laughs> he wasn't using a smartphone. So I assume yeah. it was kind of before we could, we could do that perfectly. Yeah. I want to, I want to say it takes place in the early to mid nineties because they talk about York as being part of the punk scene Yeah, in the eighties. And I feel like he's not so old to have been doing that. Um, I don't know, like if the game took place in 2010, I think he may be much older if he was in the punk scene, you know, I, I think he's 25. He's, oh, he, wow. he's, he's, he's 32. Oh, uh, 32. Uh, I thought uh, he was younger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anna, yeah. Anna's uh, 26. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. And, and, they're, and they're talking about their age difference at, at some point. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, and real quick, just because there's no other place to put it, and this is where I did it, um, mm-hmm. the driving challenges, yeah. which just, just the fact that they're there is all I want to talk oh, about. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. There are races. And the car controls, it feels like you're driving a Kingsfield. <laughs> like, your turning radius is so bad. <laughs> you are driving the protagonist from Kingsfield 4. Like, <laughs> just on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, 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 the cars are not fun to drive. And there are these little, like, checkpoint car challenges that play Green Day's American Idiot um, over them. <laughs> And uh, it's real goofy. Like, the video game trappings mm-hmm. of this game are really funny to me. Yeah. Like, whenever it would take a moment to just be very... Any, like, the thing with the points you're talking about, um, when it when it was very video gamey, like, that, it, it went all out with it. And it was, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So you're headed towards the sheriff's office, and uh, you meet some more people. You meet Thomas, who is uh, incredibly effeminate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that plays out later. Um, insensitively. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas is a really problematic character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... <laughs> It's kind yeah. of it's it's kind of upsetting. Yeah, it's every stereotype you would imagine, and some maybe you haven't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he makes a damn fine biscuit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Th- Thomas's goatsy biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, ugh. 
Ugh. Go to that bakery. Best uh, best healing item in the game. Yeah, and I eat this chow down on this goatsy biscuit. <laughs> Stop saying oh, that. Again. Okay. Yeah, you well, you said it. Don't pretend <laughs> to puke. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You just introduced me that term, and then yep. you're like, I can't believe you said that. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I didn't know what I did. Yeah. <laughs> little, little peek behind the curtain here. I'm very sick. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you're in the Manhattan Project. <laughs> We're all sons of bitches now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you meet Thomas, and uh, he kind of talks about the, the the town legends, kind of serves as that for you. Um, and he, you have to get this key for him. And, and it's, again, it's just kind of a long joke. Yep. Like, is that you find all these squirrel keys, but they're not the right kind of squirrel. And then he tells you all about that kind of a squirrel. Yeah, yeah, it gives you a little Wikipedia dump. Like, like, I think he just wants to, yeah, he wants to tell you about squirrels, but he's he's too afraid just to bring it up, so he makes you run through a quest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I wonder how many parts of this game are literally the script is just from Wikipedia, <laughs> like with the movie things. With the, you know that was directed by this person, starring this person in this yeah. year. Like they're probably like parts of their whole sale just Wikipedia entries. I, I, I like that quirk though. I, I like yeah. that. I like that York can just pull that out. That's yeah. That's very endearing to me. As yeah, me too. Me too. Like it's one. Like I said, it's my favorite thing that that he does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah, but, but Thomas, like, no, I said reticulated, reticulated. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, this game can't decide if it takes place in Japan or America. Um, at some points, they say, "Oh, it happened in, like in the United States." It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you mean here? Yeah, people like yeah. wicked don't talk about the U.S. that way. Yeah. Uh, but also, but 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 also, like all of these girls are just like native to Hokkaido. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. It's uh, it's endearing. Yeah, uh, this um, this is a good time to do uh, to do some side quests too. Uh, there yeah. there there are two that like you know most of them you can see you can take or leave because they're kind of fetchy. Um, you get to you know meet a lot of the characters and le- and learn more about them. But like doing these at your earliest opportunity will will will, will benefit you a lot. The first one is uh, uh, working for George to get a flower, so he'll give you a radio. Which unlocks your fast travel, um, mm-hmm. and the which I, I love that because the conceit on that is just radio me and I will drive you to wherever you need to go. <laughs> uh, often, in, including driving to the murder scenes where, yeah. Um, yeah. But um, and then the other is uh, you can uh, do something with Anna's old boyfriend Quint and get a uh, a golden wrench that is uh, one of the best melee weapons in the game uh, that is unbreakable. And, I believe uh, that is ripped directly from Twin Peaks. That side quest with the motorcycle—is that the one you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. He's a conflation. Yeah. He's he's uh, he's he's Bobby and James like mixed into one. Yeah, yeah. smashed into each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible motorcycle accident. But yeah, would just, this be uh, a, would this be a good time to talk about just so in the interest of time and then mm-hmm. the interest of the fact that you can kind of do them at multiple times? Like, are there any yeah. other notable side quests we want to touch on? Um, you do the one with even the... if you can't do them later, and even if you can't do them until yeah. later. Yeah, I mean, I I I wanted to uh, to do more, but then Dark Souls. Um, yeah. So it's kind of hard to drum up the ones that are uh, that are, that are like remarkable from a story perspective. Um, I've done all of them, and what I really like about the game is they they tell you when the chap when the side quests are available, and you can go back to any previously played chapter. So there's never a, a fear of missing anything, because you, you can always go back in time chronologically mm-hmm. and go back and finish those quests. But there are, like, I think almost every character has their own quests associated with it. A lot of them are just minigame related. But mm-hmm. some of them are very sweet, like um, Emily wants to make dinner for York, and she's a terrible <laughs> cook. So every time you need to bring her a new item based on some vague description, and the results are always hilarious. There's like lots of li- really like intimate character moments like that that you wouldn't expect. 
Like yeah, everyone has their own story, even if it's very minor. Yeah, th this is how you're going to learn about the the side characters in the game, which is what you should do because that's a big strength mm -hmm. uh, yeah. of the game. One of the frustrating things about being able to go back to old chapters, um, though, is that you have to complete the chapter yeah. in order to yes. move on, and that's infuriating to mm -hmm. me. Like that's yeah, so that could have been unfriendly. handled better. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, pro tip: Chapter two and seven are the best ones to uh, to go to because in order to complete those, you just have to uh, uh, go like go to the goal essentially. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't know if we talked about it yet. Uh, and please feel free to stop me if I'm going too far. But um, <laughs> the game runs on like a, a real time system where you have to be in by midnight. But uh, other than that, everyone has their own schedule. Mm -hmm. People go to and from their jobs. They they'll run errands. They like. During a chapter, everyone has a specific schedule. They have uh, different dialogue depending on when you talk to them. So the world is very uh, reactive, mm -hmm. and it lets you pretty much explore at your own uh, whims, I, I think, for the most part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And doing these, like going on these side quest runs is really the only time that your hunger and sleep meter uh, become a, a factor. The, um, the fact that you go to sleep anywhere is so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, no matter how haunted ass, like, you're, like, no matter how scary this abandoned hospital is, like, you're just like, oh, here's a place I could take a nap. Let's, let's do a nine-hour sleep in this room. <laughs> just, just get in a get quick nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so some of my favorite quests uh, are the psychic spot ones, where you go to uh, go to the milk barn and uh, talk to Keith, the rocker guy, and he sells you maps, and he also tells you about these horrifying incidents yeah. that take place, like labor disputes and tunnels and things. And uh, mm -hmm. then you do like a little combat dungeon, which not that great. I more like it for the flavor, but uh, they they are interesting other world segments that you otherwise wouldn't get to go to. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of content in this game. Yeah, like it, it's very long. Just I mean, I kind of you know speed run ran it for mm -hmm. lack of a better word, just because of Dark Souls. Um, but the we, I, it still took me a long time to get through that, and I didn't yeah. touch on very much of the side stuff. Right. Um, I did some of it. You know, there's a there's a really sweet thing you can do with Polly at the end. Um, you can find a picture of her when she was young. Yeah, yeah, that, I love that quest, her, and that's really cute. Like she's you know I like that character a lot. Yeah, like above all, like this, like things won't move ahead until York accomplishes tasks. So the 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 the. Uh, the case can go on for days with you just sleeping and fishing and shaving or whatever. But the the world you're in feels like it's going on without any regard to for the most part. So it's, it's really easy to get wrapped up in the town and sort of like just explore it to have fun just to see what people are saying, what people are talking about. Like peeping in their windows. I don't think we mentioned that. You can just you can peek <laughs> yeah. at anyone's windows, anyone's house. So once they go home, you can see what they do. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I wish there wasn't a loading screen before doing that. That is a bummer, yeah. But you yeah. can actually switch between windows by hitting L and R. Without having oh, okay. to back out and go to a different window, it's really unintuitive. But that—that's deadly premonition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you get you get money for doing that. The FBI rewards you for snooping. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And actually, snooping can 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 uh, actually point out a few things that are. Um, I don't know. Uh, if you snoop on a few characters, I'm not sure if we're doing spoilers here, <laughs> but it, it reveals details about them that are very important to events that happen later, especially with. Um, uh, I'm not, I don't want to say because I don't think we're spoiling things, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, Eventually, the... we will spoil things. Okay, yeah, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about what happens in the in yeah. the game. Also, the the like the, the the killer is the only his house is the only one that you can't look into. Actually, yeah. so that should narrow it down for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Also, you're collecting uh, you're collecting trading cards of all of the of all of the townspeople, and they have nice little bits of uh, you know like their 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 RBI average um, and yeah, uh, like, yeah backstory as well. But those do have spoilers on them, so yeah, be, beware of when you pick them up. Yep, yeah. So be like, they, this they... person died. Oh shit, really? <laughs> 
Yeah. In some ways, they function a little bit like item descriptions in Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. I swear we won't talk about Dark Souls this entire Deadly Premonition podcast, but the uh, you know it kind of does fill in some of the backstory mm-hmm. of some of the characters as well, and and give you that kind of bit. So that's really neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, you, like your next stop is to go get the autopsy report again. Twin Peaks is all hell. Um, and, uh, you go to the hospital, which introduces kind of one of my favorite conceits in a horror game, which is you walk through the place when it's normal and when it gets twisted, uh, in the other world or, you know, when the actual horror sets in, um, like there's a contrast, like it gets much more sprawling. It gets much more, uh, just kind of like messed up and like labyrinthine and kind of tangles in with itself. That happens like, constantly in this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and, just, and, and it's neat. It's 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 kind of subtle, actually, the way that it happens. Like if you're paying attention, it's like, oh, this is like much bigger on the inside than than on the outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't say it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I know where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows where it's going. <laughs> yeah. I don't want him to say it. <laughs> we know. All, 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 all that was going to do. All, yeah. All I was going to do was just grumble, and then that's it. But you drew attention to it. That's on you, Gary. That's on you. What have I become? <laughs> Sons of bitches now. Yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah. So, you, so you go through the hospital. You meet the shy secretary. Um, you meet, uh, is it Usha? Yeah. Usha. 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 Um, who Much is like the, Usher, who he looks a lot like. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Except uh, unlike the regular Usher. And um, he is obsessed some... with uh, potato chips and computer chess. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Which is something uh, that, like, every character has, like, a, a an interest or a hobby, which I feel like a lot of video games don't bother giving their characters, like, interests. And I think that lends a lot to personality, mm-hmm. just character-wise. Yeah. Even if you they're really monolithic. Ridiculous. And, yeah, ridiculous and, like, monolithic. Like, I'm obsessed with this one thing. Mm-hmm. It still makes them, you know, it's an easy kind of shorthand. Uh, oh, it's that guy. He's into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and with him it actually kind of comes through because there's um, his side quest, if I if I recall correctly, and this first meeting mm-hmm. um, are all kind of chess puzzle related. Yeah, um, yeah. So in order to get to him, he sets up this little chess puzzle. <laughs> Which, I, um, I, despite knowing the solution, I always overthink it when I play it. Yeah, <laughs> it's really just identify these pieces on this screen as like yeah. it was like okay, so the queen proceeds and the rook follows, but the I was I thought it was like a logic puzzle, but it's yeah. like oh, you just need to know what a queen looks like, dummy. All, like all the puzzles are are like that, yeah. Where you're kind of overthinking it, including one later that's fucking infuriating to me. <laughs> um, and, and it's just like it's so it's it's really simple, but it's dumb too. Yeah. Um, that puzzle drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. The uh, but yeah, so you, pretty much you're investigating Anna or checking out the autopsy report here. Mm-hmm. And I love the little bit with um, where uh, Asha uh, starts doing the profiling himself. Yep. Where he's like walking back and forth. He's just like, and this leads me to believe the man was, and you you cut him off. And then the music, inappropriate music cue comes in <laughs> yep. when you do. But uh, her tongue was bitten off, which is mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Yep. And, like, you know, York kind of fingers George a little bit, saying, like, oh, you know, that must be a very passionate man. Looks directly at him and says, George, are you a passionate man? And George's mm-hmm. like, buh, uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, there's a red seed uh, down her throat, which means that, uh, which means that this is now in FBI jurisdiction. Yep. That's a kind of important plot point. Yeah. And uh, so you do a long combat section, um, which, like, there's really not too much to talk about the combat. Not really, no. Yeah, you just, you, you can lock on and shoot things. Um, you shoot the lock... one enemy, and yep. then you keep shooting that one enemy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and we'll talk about that second enemy when it pops up, because it's goddamn infuriating. Yep. Um, and then we'll talk about uh, uh, the, some of the raincoat killer mm-hmm. scenes, um, the, you know, the different types when they pop up. But for here, yeah. it's just you're just shooting zombies. And you do pick up clues along the way, and 
as you pick up clues, it puts together a more complete picture of what happened until you get to the final clue. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll see and, like bits and pieces. Some will be like staticed out. Some will be like crossed out. But as, as you get more clues, you get a bigger, bigger idea of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I always waited until I had the last one yeah. to see the complete picture just so I wasn't, you know, because it, it, it's kind of a waste of time. You know, if you want to try to figure it out yourself, it's kind of it can be kind of fun. But they're long, non-interactive. Not that long, but they're like big, inter- non-interactive kind of sequences of watching a movie yeah. where you don't get to see parts of it. So you get to see the whole thing after automatically after you pick up the last one. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. Um, but you're, we're introduced to my favorite um, kind of pair of characters in the game, uh, <laughs> other than York, on the way out, mm-hmm. which is uh, Harry and his assistant. Yep. Um, and Harry is wearing this like gas mask slash skull mask. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you get the, he just, he whispers to this assistant who speaks in rhymes, um, <laughs> and, uh, ends everything with, so says Mr. Stewart, <laughs> yep. which becomes this kind of like cadent or this kind of chorus mm-hmm. to the conversations with him. That is really appealing to me. Yeah. I want, I want Killian Murphy to uh, walk around with me in rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea of a town that is like sort of uh, has this enigmatic billionaire wearing a gas mask that's pushed around by a rhyming his rhyming assistant. <laughs> yeah, it's like why don't yeah. I see that here? Yeah, everything with this guy is great too. Like when you eventually start uncovering this guy's story and everything, those are some of the most interesting parts of the game for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was really into Harry. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But they go they go to great lengths to make him uh, to make him look uh, um, you know ominous. Yeah. Right. Yeah, red herrings on red herrings. Rich people in there, right? So um, heading out to the, the murder site or the uh, the place where they found the body. Yeah. Um, you're just kind of finding some clues. You get to talk to the the twins who call her a goddess of the forest, yeah. um, which is, you know, semi-significant. Yeah. Um, but there's not two, you know, you're picking up these clues that, they're, they, you know, he kneeled in front of her. There's a broken heel um, there. You ask who, you know, who in town wears high heels? And you find out <laughs> Diane, who's this art dealer mm-hmm. or uh, art, owns a museum, yeah. um, a very specific museum. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, the old tree museum up in uh, in Greenville. <laughs> yeah. And, uh and you find some dust, I think, is what leads you to the mur- the actual murder site. Yeah, it's like a rusty, like a rusty uh, um, implement. Yeah, that would have come from there. And just the the fact that she had she had tears dried on her face, even though it was raining, uh, yeah. when it happens, as oh, it happened indoors. Like it it, put, it puts it all together. Yeah. Um, and I think this might be the longest drive in the game. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It is way yeah. out in the sticks. That that is not a, a prime uh, commercial property. Yeah. Well, no. it's 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 from one sticks to another sticks. It's it's yeah. like the greatest hits of sticks up in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It feels like a, like a converted mansion or something like that mm-hmm. that was built yeah. on the outskirts of town long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's both renegade and sail away. Um, yep. Real bad. Um, but uh, like it's it's at the very least an interesting other world. So you know uh, York insists on going in alone. And uh, this is kind of where you're spending more time with the raincoat killer. Um, and before you realize that it's kind of scripted, I thought that it was going to be like a like a nemesis kind of thing. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And he was just going to keep stalking us. I think you run into the other kinds of encounters with him. Yeah. At this yeah. point. Do you want to just talk about those even though they'll repeat? Yeah. Let's let, let's um, hit it here. So the, the QT quick time event ones was there's nothing really to speak to about those. <laughs> um, we are very not- short and very hard. 
yeah, they're short and hard and annoying. Yeah. Um, the probably the 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 middle one is running away from him as far as quality. I think mm-hmm. um, is and you for some reason when that's happening you you tap to run, <laughs> and or you know you wiggle the stick back and forth. Yeah. And I have no idea why you can't just move in the regular way that you move in the game, <laughs> but he chases you, and it's kind of just an endurance test. Yeah, um, and you get you get obstacles in front of you, so you have to pause to open doors or pause to gingerly climb up onto things. Um, hey, remember yeah. those scenes from Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everybody loved those. Yeah. Um, but the strongest ones, I think, are the ones where he's got you cornered and you have to hide. Mm-hmm. And those, like, they're, they're not very interactive. Like, you just find a place to hide and sometimes have to hold your breath. Mm-hmm. But they're really tense because you see uh, the screen kind of splits in this interesting way where you see um, his his point of view mm-hmm. and then kind of a fixed view of the room. Yeah, I love right. that. Yeah. yeah and those, I wish they have done favorite. more with it. Mm-hmm. I think there's, like, three. Like, there yeah. aren't very many of them. But th- those are really memorable to me. Those are my favorite ways you can encounter this guy. This also has uh, like one of my favorite puzzles as well. Um, I mean, not the puzzle, like you know, the, the actual puzzle itself isn't that isn't that great. But uh, the the hand tree, that thing looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's like, right. The music too. I mean, yeah. Anytime those those hand trees show up, because there, there's multiple ones, but they look great. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a wonderful image. And the door you run into um, that you're going to ultimately solve with this is a door with a, the handle is a handshake, like a hand <laughs> yeah. And that's a great image. Like that just is real unsettling. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, and the fact that it comes alive and like gives you a death grip. Yeah. <laughs> also a great image. Yeah. Did did, uh, did you did you fail um, during any of the puzzles uh, with the with the purple fog and the crazy music? Not here. I did okay. later. I yeah. did eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Always do that. Like if you're listening and you, and you haven't played it because it's one of the more upsetting death scenes you're going to see. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that grin on his face. Yeah. 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 Which he has sometimes normally. <laughs> yeah. Like, he does not know how to smile. Yeah. He does. He has no idea how to smile. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so eventually you, you find the place where, where the, the killing takes place. And the big takeaway here is that the killer has an upside down peace sign. Mm-hmm. on his back you keep seeing the symbol and you you profile it and kind of put it together so you check emily and george's back um they don't have it and at this point this is a red herring as well you think that the killer has to have you know an upside upside down peace symbol on their back yeah and that's in the back of your mind yeah the poison was um, in the ice cubes um yeah, exactly. <laughs> right <laughs> and uh yeah so george is all scarred up and he says like yeah it's kind of like york you don't ask about it yeah um or kind of like zach oh yeah <laughs> well yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Don't ask about any of it. Um, yeah. So eventually, you know, you know, so you have to call a town meeting now that you have this distinguishing characteristic, mm-hmm. and uh, you get everyone together to kind of uh, just interview them all, and you oh, you meet that you meet the town. <laughs> um, you have to talk to everybody before you can leave, mm-hmm. and uh, and some of them are hiding, and the, the, you know, I kept like oh, I didn't think I had everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think this scene really sold me on the game. Yeah. Because I wanted to know more about all these weirdos that I met, like. <laughs> They're just so interesting, as 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 strange and you know off-putting as some of them are. I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of the uh, the guy who runs the gas station with his wife. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Raging Bull Jack or whatever. Yeah. Who like yeah. just spits on your windshield and uh, you can bribe him. It's like uh, yeah, a pretty unsavory guy. Yeah, and like his just prostitute wife. 
Yeah, yeah. Sexpot wife. Yeah. Who, who, whose side quest involves getting your car uh, washed mm-hmm. enough times, and she does a little sexy dance for you, and I think yeah. that's it. Like, I think that's that's, that's the, the extent of her all. character. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's called Rosy Lips Gina. Gina. Yeah. Gina. John yeah. White. I, I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> there, mm-hmm. there we go. I understood mm-hmm. that reference. Yeah. Um, yeah. You also see uh, the log. No, I'm sorry. The pot lady. Yeah. Uh, roaming Sigourney. Yep. Who who has probably the most frustrating side quest, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's pretty annoying too. Like mm-hmm. uh even just listening to her uh you know, in that side quest. Yeah. My pot's going to get cold. <laughs> um yeah, she's frustrating. Yeah. Um yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, a bunch of characters. Like we don't have time to hit all of them, but Yeah. There's yeah, and we talked about a letter in the alphabet, uh, strangely enough. Hmm? You look at the credits. Is that true? Every yeah, it's like A, B, C, D. Every character every letter in the alphabet has a character. Oh, that's huh. great. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Huh. Very cool. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, like, one of the big clues that you think, you know, like, might not end up being big, you check out Thomas's back as well. Mm-hmm. And he has a tattoo that says, like, love G or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's called out. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that, like, I wish I would have known that, like, people only had or that there was a person for each letter of the alphabet because that really helps with that. That clue. I was like, well, first there could be somebody with more than one person with the name G. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> Not the case. Yeah. yeah. And I think the uh I think all of the people who are killed are the first like five letters of the alphabet or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A B C D. Um and D. Killers yeah. going in order. <laughs> There's an arrow. There's an arrow pointing right to Z. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. Zach, Zach. oh no. Yep. yep, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the um Exactly. The, uh, so after talking to everybody, um, you know, you go and eat some food. Um, this is one of my favorite little, yep. like, side scenes. And it happens a couple times whenever York is talking about really grisly murders while eating. Um, these are really funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you can tell it's supposed to be funny because that ding, 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 music pops in. But it's it's great. I love the music in this game. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird, so fucking weird, and so many like shameless ripoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but uh, he's he's telling this story. He says like, yeah, there's this guy who's like he, he kills women and then use their skulls to eat out of and piss in. But like, what <laughs> makes him crazy is that he would drink out of the ones that he pissed in. Yeah, <laughs> the nerve. Yeah, yeah. While everyone is eating, you're just cheerfully eating a steak. Yeah. Uh, during this, which given given York's like origin makes sense that, that he that yeah. he is just entirely inured to to to, her, to seeing horrific things, but yeah, oh man, yeah. yeah. But that's a that's a breezy chapter, and you go back to the hotel, and uh, it gives you kind of like a little uh, like a little quiz, which is something that visual novels do a lot, actually. Yeah, which is like, are you up to speed or not? And it's the only mm-hmm. time it happens, so. <laughs> Yeah. What happens if you get any of those things wrong? It's like, so I, I haven't. No, that's not right, Zach. And then mm-hmm. ask the question again. So yeah, I, I do appreciate that because I feel like I, I can barely follow game stories because they're they're told so. Uh, I don't know. They're they're interspersed between lots of gameplay, so I tend to forget important details. And this is, was a game story I could follow, and I, I liked it because I could follow it. And that ends episode one and takes us into episode two. Indeed.
um, yeah, so episode two, um, this is kind of like, would it be fair to call this the, the Diane kind of chapter? Yeah. Yeah. So it's what we're doing here. Um, you know, going through it, it's kind of hard to find the level of granularity that we should, we should <laughs> that we catch should on to, yeah, hit these things. Um, you're introduced to Forrest Kaysen, mm-hmm. um, who is a, a big fat dude, um, wearing overalls, who has I really a feel like. Oh, sorry, Gary. Uh, I really feel like he's um, a John Goodman in Barton Fink type character. That's yeah. what he seems like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he's got—he's always carrying. He sells saplings. Mm-hmm. He's a traveling sapling salesman. Yeah. Um, which I guess is a thing. And uh, he always, so much that it's part of his model. He always has this <laughs> yeah. uh, sapling with him, mm-hmm. um, and he'll gesture with it. Yep. Which is, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, his initials are are you know uh, FK. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know you saw in the coffee. Yeah. So bum bum bum. And he's got and a, he's dog, got a dog too. Yep. Who's also has a side quest, I believe. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who bones. steals a bone from you? Yeah. And the, the, the argument at that point, like dogs love bones. You can't expect <laughs> a dog not to take a bone. Like. <laughs> yep. that's, yeah. Why are you carrying bones around? That's, that's your well, problem. Yeah. Good point. I do have a human femur, like in my <laughs> jacket pocket, for no particular reason. Really uh, it is evidence. It should be bagged up or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you, if you collect all of them, you get a new you get a new character for your party. Yeah, you get a skeleton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you go to the gallery, and uh, it's like just all pictures of trees. And there's uh, one of those dishonored puzzles of uh, counting the number of trees uh, in order yeah. to get a in order to get a key code. But really, the only takeaway at that is that oh, Forrest is at the gallery too, and Diane will sleep with everybody. Yeah, as like a part of her character. Um, you go to the diner, and uh, the uh, this is where Anna worked. You talk to people there, and you find out that Diane and Nick, who's the owner of the diner, have this relationship. They used yeah. to talk art. Um, Nick's wife, you know, doesn't like doesn't engage him that way. I guess like that relationship seems a little bit strained, yeah. and she, you know, it seems like they're really leading to the fact that they're sleeping together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's going to tell you about it. I uh, ask you to meet her behind the diner. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole scene with the sandwich. What is on the sandwich? <laughs> it is. Oh, uh, it is a Jelly? Tur- turkey sandwich with, um, I believe, either strawberry or raspberry jam. And cereal. Yeah. It's the yeah. sinner's sandwich, which somebody <laughs> eats when they're penitent. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and it's delicious. Yep. And it's great. I've, I feel I, like it could be worse. <laughs> I, I, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat turkey, but it, it seems like, I don't know. Could be, could you could do be like cranberry bad. sauce on a turkey sandwich. And yeah. the cranberry sauce is just jelly. Yeah. You know, essentially. So the, uh, the, the, uh, the, I, sorry to keep referencing these shows, but they're so good. Um, the, <laughs> one of the girls from a uh, video game taco, um, mm-hmm. uh, made, uh, made, made one of those and like talked about it on the, on the show and said like, yeah, if you use like captain crunch or something like that, it's actually pretty good. If you, that, that if you don't sandwich mind. in the breakfast club. <laughs> oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's a center sandwich. It's for somebody who, uh, who, who is, who, who is upset with their past. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and you get interrupted by this by being there's an incident at uh, Becky's house. Yeah. So so you head there. Um, Quint is outside. He's freaking out. He's the boyfriend of uh, of Becky, right? Mm-hmm. I recall. Yeah. And uh, and you get to do a, uh, a another other world section. <laughs> um, the goal is behind a couch. Yeah. And because yeah, you and can't he... jump over a couch, there's no vaulting. You can't vault. Yeah. No. <laughs> You know, waste high walls are the enemies of, of, you know, York and the Gears of War protagonists. Like, it's every <laughs> video game person hates a waste high wall. And um, I, Becky's house is, like, cavernous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, think it, I think it's inferred that she is rich, and that's why um, her dating motorcycle guy was sort of a uh, an issue. Right. Well, she, it, she she wasn't just dating him. She was using him. He was a, he was oh, a mule. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Which, again, Twin Peaks, uh, Bobby being used to run coke. 
Um, this is the um, this has the near the end has the other tree hand puzzle mm-hmm. with the the foggy gas, right? This is the one that I failed, um, where you have to shoot the fruit. Uh, that is in the gallery. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. It's the other old version of that uh, of the of the statue that ends up falling right. on Diane. Um, yep. What this does have is probably like. I, I don't know, like pound for pound, one of the grisliest things, which is Becky being strung up in her bed sheets. Oh uh, yeah, 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 like like that, and that's that, that's in the trailer, so it's kind of like glimpsed at, but it's it's genuinely upsetting because she's like basically eviscerated in in this in in her bathtub and like suspended by chains, and George comes in and fucks everything up. God, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just keeps doing that. Well, I wonder why. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is, yeah. is there no oversight to this police department? I, like, he has to have someone he answers to. Yeah. He's the sheriff, man. He's at the yeah. top. I guess so, yeah. The, yeah. the, the governor. The woodman! Yeah. Yeah. You're a loose cannon! Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but she uh, but she coughs up a bunch of seeds after uh, George cuts the uh, cuts the chain, and she falls and strangles in her own bloody bed sheets, which let's all soak that in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you find her diary, which says that, yes, she was at the scene of the crime. She took something uh, and tried to get it to Diane, but uh, um, gave it to the twins. She was afraid that somebody out was out there to get her. I wonder why. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, um, that's kind of your next your next lead. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, you head out and you talk to the twins. Um, and they ran into Carol on the way to Diane. Um, you find out that Forrest hangs out with the twins. Mm, yeah. A lot. Um, it's kind of the important part in this pretty short chapter. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And you're back at the gallery, which uh, which is, uh, I don't know, this is probably my least favorite other world, maybe. I don't like it very much. It's way too long. They they all blended together for me. Yeah. At a, yeah, certain, at a certain point, I got so, I got, real. every time I went into them, I was sick of it. Yeah. I think the police station one later, I might like less. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as soon as, you know, whenever <laughs> that would happen, like they're here, it's like, oh, well, fine. You know, yeah. like this is supposed to be thrilling, but I yeah. don't want to deal with it. Well, so. this this has this has the other uh, crawlers going against it. Oh, yeah, and the <laughs> yeah. crawl those and well, those things show up later in greater volume, but these things <laughs> fucking suck. The the second enemy of the game, which is not that hard, but just really tedious mm-hmm. and just you know has huge huge amounts of HP. Yeah, um, they're creepy looking. Yeah. Like I like the design of them. They look like um, grudges. Yep, yeah. you just fight a bunch of grudges. Um, you know, they look like the grudge mm-hmm. and the. Uh, but they they just take a long you they always you can't run past anything in this game like mm-hmm. a lot of times when an enemy pops out they put up a big invisible wall yeah. to make sure you're giving it attention mm-hmm. which is so like anti survival horror right you know like you don't really do that even in Resident Evil like you don't have to fight almost anything in Resident Evil right you know if you want to you can play it like a but this they went so far in the other direction to make it you know like all of these encounters almost like a boss fight combat you want combat. Yeah, well, here's your combat, and it's never going to end. You know, <laughs> like it's yeah. So these, these things are really frustrating. Yeah. yeah, and later they just show up like gangbusters. <laughs> yeah, there's like a hallway with like four of them at some point, and yep. just like Jesus Christ, it's like oh, it just pops up, and like okay, no, it, it's it eventually becomes sideshow Bob on the rakes is yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, you, you get up there, and this is where you have the the shooting the apples out of the hand tree. Um, mm-hmm. this is the one that I naturally failed, uh, this time yeah. around. Yeah, me too. This, you don't, the time is pretty tight mm-hmm. on this one. Um, but yeah, you're putting the different apples on the different, uh, it's very resident evilly, yeah. um, on different pedestals to, mm-hmm. to get in. Yeah. 
and uh, when you get up to uh, to the bedroom, um, or actually just you you leave the other world, and again another ritual another ritual sacrifice happening, mm-hmm. um, except <laughs> you're just in time. Uh, York is to do this crazy action dive to try and <laughs> yeah. stop her because she's suspended above this gigantic like ceramic glass tree that's all mm-hmm. like pointy and penetrating, and uh, he thinks he's saving her, um, and he kind of does, except George again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and at this point, it's interesting, too, because Diane's, a, like, a real suspect at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, she's been acting real shady. And I was like, well, she definitely is involved. Like, yeah, I was not expecting her to get murdered. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Her, her, her speech, like, getting up and, like, just going straight into a tongueless, um, you know, oh, yeah. like, 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 like exegesis or I, I, I said exegesis, whatever, um, explanation of like how it evokes Thanatos and Eros and every woman wants to be, pen- to be penetrated by it and blah, blah, blah. It's real unsetting because she is unfazed by the fact that she's got seeds in her gullet and no tongue in her yeah. gullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah despite the game's goofiness, it can be really creepy at times. And again, that whiplash is so effective. Yeah. Like just like like going from goofy to, to to horror to goofy to horror, like it works so well for me to my to like to my mind. But yeah, it worked. I mean, I the horror stuff like I found myself appreciating it, but not unsettled. Yeah, like I liked it as a thing, but it, I don't think it worked as well for me. Mm-hmm. The uh, the kind of the contrast, like I like it, mm-hmm. but it didn't it didn't enhance the the horror for me. Right. Um. Yeah. It reminds me anytime anyone's like trying to talk without a tongue. Like I mm-hmm. think of that scene in Looper. That's like forever just plays in my nightmares over and over Uh (laughs) that is like the scariest thing in the world to me um but uh nick's nick's there and he gets into a scuffle with george and the 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 tree falls over onto diane as emily's holding her hands and like diane wants to die from this yeah and so she's like trying to bring emily with her yeah it's real Mm. yeah you managed to save save emily yeah um so at this point there's a little bit of optional thing like Mm -hmm. uh, you get invited to go to the bar with george and if you want you can just go home which I always like, why wouldn't you go? <laughs> uh, so I always do that. And he tells you about his, his background and his scars. Like, his mom was a uh, very abusive mm-hmm. and, uh, and used to, used to whip him and, and beat him up and everything. Right. He yeah. received tree punishment, which feels like a, a direct <laughs> translation. It could have been <laughs> much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that the Japanese version had English voice acting actually. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who localized the game. Like this, this game has a very wonky localization, which I think adds to the charm. But mm-hmm. it does feel very unpolished. Yeah, but she would she would whip him with the tree and uh, tell him to apologize because the you know like it, it's not that it hurts her more than it hurts him. It hurts the tree more than it hurts him. So, hmm. mm-hmm. and uh, kind of the stinger for this episode is that Nick is going crazy in his cell. He's got his hoodie. He looks kind of like a like a like a real like random dude, and he's screaming for Thomas, but Thomas is not around. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and Emily shows up. <laughs> and that's and, when yeah, you find indeed. out. Yeah. And that's when you find out about uh, what happened to, uh, to York's dad. Yeah. 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 When you start, not the whole story, mm-hmm. but you start getting some of it. Yeah. Yeah. She asked why, like, like, like where Zach showed up. And he says like, oh, it was after I saw this horrible thing. Zach came and he's been my friend the entire time, which is true. Yes. Yeah. At this point, if you hadn't figured out that it's, it's straight up an imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, of some kind, then. Then you're slow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This week's episode is brought to you by the webcomic Latchkey Kingdom by Nick Daniel. Indeed. 
Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, so if you go to lastkeykingdom.com, um, it is a comic about uh, Willa Dragonfly, who is a lady adventurer who goes and kind of solves dungeons and meets characters and fights monsters and stuff, and it's great. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I would say I, I've known Nick Daniel for probably 14 years now, and he is a he is a, a great human being. He's a great artist, and his personal hygiene is above reproach. <laughs> <laughs> and he did the art for the uh, Retronaut shirt. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Which I did not know, and I love that. No. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, both our shirt and our logo. So that's that's Nick Daniel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what you you want to support this guy? Yeah, um, yeah. So if you're a fan of things like um, like the comic Bone or um, like the old uh, like the Carl Barks kind of like you know Ducktales, um, Scrooge McDuck comics, like that kind of like animal adventure kind of thing, yeah. um, it is well worth your time. That is at LatchkeyKingdom.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so we so we work with, we go to episode three. Um, Harry has invited you to his place, and uh, you see a newspaper ad that says "Hurry <laughs> to Harry." Um, but you're kind of looking at an acrostic, <laughs> and uh, that tells you to to go there. And of course, because it's a video game, he makes you go through a series of puzzles and stuff. Yeah, before you can uh, you can get to him. Um, there's like two of which you end up doing here. This one I think is the one that's not so bad mm-hmm. like with the music, but not the one with the grid. Yeah, <laughs> like that thing with the grid. I fucking hate that puzzle. Mm-hmm. That's I, I was bad. stuck on that so bad, so long. I ended up like looking up a solution and being like, "Really? <laughs> like that's re- that's really what I have to do? Mm-hmm. Fuck you!" Every, every <laughs> time one of those statues passes uh, passes a juncture, it like stops and you have to re-engage it. So there's no fast way to do it. No, and you have to figure out. It's like so you're looking at the the numbers of symphonies, mm-hmm. and it's like twenty three. Um, you you're not looking at you so it's like two plus three mm-hmm. right like so it's like it's uh, taking the component parts of the number yeah so it's like the the x-axis is uh is tens and the y-axis is ones yeah and so yeah, yeah. You, have, you have to put it in you know it's in the 20 column and in the three row and yeah. that like that that's the correct way to do it yeah so 20 plus three is what yeah. you're looking for mm-hmm. um yeah Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad at that. Um, yeah. There's a potential for it to get like even worse because uh, Harry, when he says, oh, you need to find like where these red seeds are. And he says, it's, you know, it's a place that's both crowded and quiet, which, oh, graveyard. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Let's go. But like, I, I thought that they were going to make me like try and figure out where the graveyard was. But oh, instead, yeah. it's just like, as, as York walks out, it's like, oh, I should go to the graveyard. Blah. But yeah. like, can you imagine driving around the entire town trying to solve this? God. Yeah, yeah, find the graveyard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you just go to the graveyard. That, that's a real kind of non-scene that's a little yeah. bit frustrating, too, because you just go to the graveyard, you do a little bit of fighting, but the big thing is you find a, a kind of a grove yeah. where these trees grow. Mm-hmm. That's fenced off. Like, the, like yeah. there is an effort to keep these trees kind of, like, sequestered. Yeah. Well, they're murder seeds. Well, yeah. So well, they, they have to, yeah, they're the seeds of murder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then you head back. Yeah. And uh, you're told to check the police records. Um, you go there, you make another, um, little like intuitive leap, mm-hmm. you know, like the records are gone. Only a few people have, uh, access to it. And then you go fishing, um, <laughs> because it just for just intuition, like, I feel like I should go fishing now and I'll find the records mm-hmm. and, uh, and you do, um, if you, you know, after, and you have unlimited tries, you have unlimited worms. No, no, you don't. You can starve, you, which I did. Uh, I hate this scene so much. It is the worst. You can starve during the mandatory fishing. Mm-hmm. What happens if you run out of worms? 
You don't run out of worms. Oh, I, well, I said you have unlimited worms. You said, no, you don't. You can starve. No, you said you, 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 said you have unlimited tries, which oh. you do, but there is a time limit to it. Okay. I said it inelegantly. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I, think, I think I said worms. Yeah. Um, and uh, fishing is basically like a slot machine with one slot. <laughs> yeah. You have to stop yeah. it before the thing that you want, which if you get the timing down, it can be pretty easy. But if not, I can see how it can be frustrating. And the symbols don't correspond to anything. Yeah. Like I kept like, picking Anna because I was like, oh, you know, that's the person whose murder I'm investigating. But that's <laughs> what they use for, for bust. <laughs> like if you get Anna, it means you don't get anything. Mm-hmm. What? What, like, they get is it murdered. Dead? They yeah, get crucified on a tree. Nothing? Yeah, like <laughs> the fishing in this game is so stupid and yeah. so bad. Like, uh, uh, uh. yeah, yeah. <sighs> but, but the big takeaway is you get the legend is it is in this uh, file, I believe. Yeah, um, which is if you eat the seeds and then kill kill someone, uh, you'll be immortal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's written in Thomas's script. Dun yep. dun dun. Bum, bum, bum. As if him being you know mis- you know conveniently disappeared wasn't enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that kind of leads you, you, you go back to Harry and say like, okay, so you obviously know more than what you say. And this is where you do his other world, uh, which again, one of those awesome, like house turning into a maze kind of things. And the fact that it's already like this crazy place with a rotating, you know, foyer, foyer or whatever. Yeah. Um, just kind of compounds that. Uh, but G2 is inner sanctum, which is like his matrix room. He's like, he's, yeah. spot, he's, he's spotting redheads, you know? Yeah. His panic room. Yeah. Yeah, the um, yeah, this is this is where the, this part with the backstory, I think, is really awesome. Yeah. Like, this is really cool. And you start kind of figuring out, like, what the hell is going on with this town? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like he explains why he has this uh, this gas mask, which is he was there for the original raincoat killer, which that's kind of a reveal in, in itself, which is like, oh, this has all happened before. It's not actually it is kind of folklore, but, you know, it's totally based in something. And uh, he, he he witnessed it along with uh, these government slash military agents uh, releasing this fog over the town that put everybody into a murderous rage. And in the right. town, um, we don't think we mentioned it, but the people, they don't go out when it rains right. because of the legend, which seems like I would move. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. you, you it make it killed by a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it, it, you know, that's this place probably isn't too far away from where I live now. And it rains here all the time. <laughs> you know, it is in Washington. Like. It rains all the time. You can't go out every other day. Like Harvest Moon. Like you just yeah. stays wasted. Yeah, like all the businesses shut down. Yeah. Down the tubes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so that's why people don't go out because when it rains, this stuff that's kind of seeped into the soil springs up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. And that's why every other world is accompanied by rain. Yep. Yeah. Indeed. And uh, uh, so he, he then calls everything into question and says, but you shouldn't believe anything I say. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he... Which is a little bit frustrating because I'm pretty sure that he's just telling the truth and it's just kind of like them kind of zigging and zagging. Yeah. Yeah. A little you know? bit. It kind yeah. of seems unnecessary. But like, you know, I just it's like that scene in Jacob's Ladder where the where the chemist says like, hey, we you know, we were developing this new kind of LSD that blah, blah, blah. And you think it explains everything, but it actually doesn't explain anything. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be something like that, where it's like, oh, you know, here's this here's this totally plausible thing. But it's like one or two degrees more complicated than that. Or it's, in a, yeah. you know, they're, they're they're shucking and jiving away from it. Yeah. And this uh, is mildly more complicated than that. But this happened. Right. Like, he, he is telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also, yeah. he drops uh, kind of the arc words uh, for for the for the entire uh, game are, you know, sometimes uh, things must be purged from this earth, even if it means losing uh, somebody you love. Like he drops yeah. that. And, you know, that because you saw the flashback to, you know, York's dad saying that same line. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you're you're heading to uh, Thomas's apartment. Mm-hmm. 
now where he's at because you're pretty sure it's he's the dude <laughs> and uh, i'm kind of investigating his apartment yeah. um he's he's not there yet or he's not there right now um but he is a, a cross-dresser yeah at this point and yeah <gasps> the nerve terrifying yep yeah he's 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 a, a cross-dressing man um who uh looks responsible he's got that the, he plays that song that uh <laughs> that record which i love that song yeah um if i if i were editing this episode that is the song i would use for the is it that the type really of music. boozy like loungy song yeah yeah There's a there, there's another song that just plays in, in his apartment, and it's the only time it shows up, and that was from the original trailer. I forget what it is. It was something pillow. Yeah. Um, huh. is, the, is the is is the title of it. Like this and is am I, good. Am I wrong, or do you see Diane sing that? It's, it's earlier in yeah. the game. It's the same song. Okay. Yeah. 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 Same tune anyway. I think. And they're brother and sister, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But he but he dresses up as her. Is 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 his whole gig. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that just that that's upsetting. That they're like, oh, and 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 he broke evil and crazy, and you know the the, the symptom of that is oh, he puts on women's clothes. It's yeah, real. <laughs> like 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 that was the thing he did wrong. Aside. He was supposed I'm to be not... kinky. I think that it was just kind of shorthand for him being kinky. Yeah, you know, like they were just like, what are ways that a guy can be super kinky? Right. You know, um, because like like he's he's you know part he only he pays partial rent in the sex dungeon. We're gonna find <laughs> soon. Yeah. I don't mean to throw an entire culture under the bus because this happens a lot in like Disney movies, but I find that uh, whenever you want to make a villain extra scary, you make him his gender ambiguous or his sexuality ambiguous because that's frightening and terrifying. Like uh, the new the new Zelda game for GB, uh, sorry, 3DS did the same thing. Like mm-hmm. the villain was effeminate and that was that was supposed to make it creepier, but it really wasn't. It was just like this is kind of stupid. I hate this trope. You have to, man, um, I've, I've recommended it before, but, I'm, but uh, one of my favorite comedy albums, um, James Adomian, um, his comedy album, he has a long bit about gay villains mm-hmm. and how, like, that's a that's a stereotype. Yeah. And how it shows up in Disney movies. And he's got, you know, it's like men, you know, it's the sheriff of Nottingham and stuff like that. And then you have uh, Ursula, the sea witch, who's a big brassy, you know, <laughs> big brassy lesbian. Yeah, and in case uh, you weren't sure, Scar from The Lion King is gay and British. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he's doubly evil, guys. Look out. Yeah, uh, you, I mean, you can't be voiced by that. By oh, man, yeah. The 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 the, the thing with the, the sheriff Nottingham, he's like, well, he doesn't actually want to marry Maid Marian. He just wants a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah. hear this. Yeah, it's great. It's 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 low hanging fruit is the name of the album, and it's great. Cool. I love One him. Favorites. Yeah, he's yeah. he's 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 a miracle. <laughs> but yeah, you you know, uh, you, you, basically he he is your 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 best guess right now as to as to what this is i forget how you figure out that you need to go to the galaxy of terror which is a great name for a bar it's a what it's my favorite name for a bar it sounds <laughs> yeah. like an arcade though yeah. I, I, it doesn't sound like a bar to me i love the name 
There are two yeah. bars in the game, though. There's the sweary 65 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is if if there were, if I was living in a town with two bars and one was called Galaxy of Terror, this would be the one I'd go to, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, you do kind of a, a underworld sequence here, otherworld sequence. Yeah. Um, and on your way there, even the the overworld turns haunted, yeah. which happens um, after midnight in the regular game as well. There are these gigantic demon dogs. <laughs> yeah, I love that. They just yeah. like drop. They they materialize in the sky and then drop in front of your car. Yep. And if yeah, you're not right. expecting that to happen, that can be one of the scariest moments in the game. Yep. Just like. A giant dog just fell from the sky and is chasing my car. Yep. Yeah. Telling you to go home and go to sleep. Yep. There's yeah. no more side quests to do right now. <laughs> um, but uh, you go, you get through here. Um, you know, finding you know uh, Thomas. You find some kind of evidence that he like his badge has been pinned to the wall or bathroom wall mm-hmm. uh, with an ice pick. And uh, <clears throat> you know, there's this whole room with these deer heads, where some of them are upside down. Yeah. And uh, you have to end up having to use the ice pick as a key. Um, but ultimately, you're leading to the sex dungeon. Um, where Thomas dresses Carol and knocks you out. Mm-hmm. And uh, in kind of a weird, like, I was not expecting the main character to spend so much time out of action right. in this game, but it, it does happen. You get captured. Yeah, it's a whole uh, it's a whole episode, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, where you star as Emily. So these last these last three episodes are pretty like short on like content. It feels like it drags on for a very long time. Yeah, well, it, it has it has a Kojima syndrome of like having about five climaxes. Do you, you want to talk about dragging on? This, this, <laughs> this, this next chapter starts off with this dog chasing sequence. Yeah, that is like it's funny. Like the music <laughs> is funny. Mm-hmm. That, that like, is Emily's theme, by the way, which does not match her character at all. <laughs> it's like no. this crazy J rap. Yeah, Ugh. and it, it just goes on. Like, <laughs> you have to chase this dog forever. This dog takes this like really circuitous route. Like it looks like a family circus cartoon <laughs> to get to this place. Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah. uh, Kaysen is on your trail too, but he can barely run because he's a four hundred pound man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, every once in a while you just stop somewhere and and. He, you know, he gives you some little non sequitur dialogue, which is mm-hmm. kind of fun. But like, there are there are two places to save your game in the, this never ending sequence. <laughs> yep. Like, it knows that you may need to take a break and go to sleep, yeah. which I had to do in the middle of this thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll just run to the thing and do the next big climax part. Nope. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's at least like ten minutes of this. Yeah, it, is, it, it goes on for so long. So bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Will, Willie has found uh, has found York said, and that's that, that's what you're following. And he, like, I swear, you you pass by the Galaxy of Terror three times. Yeah, you actually do. He runs you around the block. Yeah, this dog doesn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> or, or does he know everything, Gary? That's true. Yeah, yeah he, he is like one of those Silent Hill two alternate ending dogs. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no, like I mean, according to the creator, he is. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, I saw, <laughs> okay. I saw that as well. Yeah. Okay. The map of the town is in his image. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dogs are totem animals in, oh, in this game yeah um essentially he's leading you to the clock tower mm-hmm. um however interspersed uh, with this are little scenes of you first person perspective of you tied up in the clock tower mm-hmm. talking to thomas and uh and this is the part where you really start revealing that you're in love with emily mm-hmm. um because you're know, like don't hurt her etc um and these are kind of cool scenes like they're uh, everything's hazy and kind of washed out yeah i think you yeah. have uh, i think you have a uh, pantyhose over your head yeah. yeah, it's like a, okay. it's like a real it's a real uh, web like material, and like York gives him a way out. He says, "Hey, we're gonna you know like all, all you have to do is untie me. I'll get you the help that you need." Because York knows that Thomas isn't the one. Yeah. So, 
It's like, oh, right. you're <laughs> you're obviously crazy. You're wearing a dress, so let's get you some help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you do um, some of the uh, side quests, there are there are hints that York and Emily are a possible item. But it was at this point in the game that I really believed the connection between the two characters. Yeah. For as has as silly as they started off, I actually I like I bought into their relationship with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they uh, she comes over and hangs out like one night, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of talks to you about your. Past oh yeah, that part too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is all leading to a boss fight as you run up the clock tower as Emily. You don't have any of your like items that you had as York. So you, you have a kind of limited healing items and everything. And uh, this boss fight, which is not particularly hard, um, but is really weirdly tedious and out of place where like Thomas dressed in a, a dress with a gun is swinging back and forth on this pendulum in this like Castlevania ass clock tower. Yep. Like maze of I think it's the most technically competent boss fight or at least combat in the game. It's an mm-hmm. interesting, or at Please. least at least competent boss idea <laughs> that, that's saying so little though i know <laughs> i know the later boss fights are so garbagey like I, I would just it just surprised me out of nowhere like this could be probably in another game not like maybe a low point of another game but it feels like it doesn't belong here <laughs> yeah the, the low point of a more competent game I would yeah. <laughs> um yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh he dies in a really awful way again yeah. the, the the parade of just horrible things willie like grabs onto him and he knifes himself in the chest which makes him fall and then he uh, skewers his head on a hook uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Yep. Which makes him a goddess of the forest. Yeah. Literally, yep. I I shit you not. It makes him a goddess of the forest. Yep. He joins the the menagerie of victims, yeah. um, in in dresses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't yes. know. Like uh, this character is Paul Mac, but the fact that he is like accepted mm-hmm. at, at that point makes it, it makes it feel a little better to me. Right. Yeah. It could be way worse. He's just one of the girls at in the end. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah. like, like redemption was him, you know, like, like they didn't cover it up or make it anything else. It was like, oh, like we will take you into this heavenly afterlife as you are. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like other games like Persona, as much as they are revolutionary or at least progressive for dealing with gender issues, they ultimately back away from those issues mm-hmm. for fear of alienating the audience. But in the end, like Thomas, he has gender identity issues, but they're not like shoved away. They're just like they're embraced by the time he dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's sensitive, even though the chapter is called Cat Fight. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, then I yeah. take it all back. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, it's pretty sensitive. Yeah. Oh, man. So, so Willie. Baby steps, guys. Baby steps. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, not, a, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a battle. It's a war. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, but so Willie somehow opens a door. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the, the clues are mounting, you guys. The clues are mounting. Um, and uh, rescues York, who's like, oh my gosh, did, did you get the killer? He's like, yeah, totally killed the killer. No, you dummy, it's George. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it is. Um, so this chapter has the badass metal name of the Throne of the Abyss, <laughs> which is great. Um, you go to a never-ending Otherworld police station dungeon, yeah. um, which has a lot of like kind of key puzzly things, like the, which the other ones didn't, where you're like running from one side to get a key, and then that opens up a, another door, which is kind of frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, uh, so he's chasing you. He is the rain, the raincoat killer. Yeah. And, uh, you can kind of make your way through here. Um, where are you fighting back against him? No, it's just like, like usually whenever he shows up, um, it's, it's automatically running away. However, like in, in, in this instance, there are a lot of times where like he is throwing stuff at you and you are running toward him. So you have, you have him on the run. 
Yeah, you're, you are chasing him. Yeah. And it's unclear if, like, so it's it's never clear if the raincoat killer that you're seeing in the other world is George or the original um, because of the other world. But, like, here it's, like, this is the one where it's most likely that it is actually George. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it could I mean, it could be. And, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of chase him for a while. Eventually you find uh, Carol. Mm-hmm. And she's been sacrificed. This is the fourth murder that he needs to do. Um, she is stuffed with uh, stuffed with seeds. Yeah. Can you remind and... me who Carol is again? Uh, the singer. She's uh, okay. she's Thomas's sister. Yeah. Right, not Diane. Sorry, I, I get them confused sometimes. Yeah, yeah, because they both die. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and they, they, this was another member of the uh, murder sex club mm-hmm. in the the basement of the the club. Yeah. And she reveals the like the second motivation, you know, aside from child abuse um, for George's entire, you know, mania, which is he loved Emily. Yep. And so like just that, 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 that her rejection of him is what made him snap. And like he recruited Thomas who loved him, like Thomas loved, that's the G on the, on the, on the Mm -hmm. tattoo, um, you know, to be like substitutes for her so that they could work together to make him divine, which, okay, we'll I'll reveal it. Forrest tells mm-hmm. him, <laughs> Forrest tells him, yeah, you know, you're the chosen one just to fuck with him and get yeah. him to do this crazy stuff. And so that's how they, you know, recruited this whole club of, uh, of sex murderers um, in order to, uh, in order to get him to ascend. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And uh, eventually you find Emily um, and she's been fed the seeds, but she hasn't had her tongue cut out or anything yet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, but it's, uh, her... K- Carol's uh, uh, like stuffs the seeds down her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But she has. Yeah. She hasn't had like she's she's further away, but she's never like into the process, but not, mm-hmm. you know, she hasn't been murdered. I guess that's why I meant like everyone yeah, else yeah. you found that has the, the seeds has been put into a murder trap or had their tongue cut out. Yeah. She's just had the seeds kind of put into her mouth. So you send her to the hospital with Forrest. Uh, because you didn't trust the coffee mm-hmm. um, and continue on to this kind of series of like boss fights <laughs> and stuff that end out the game, um, which like, I hate these boss fights. <laughs> yep. Like I hate this boss fight. I hate everything about it. Like I don't, I don't like that. I don't even like it in concept. Which one are we on? Uh, George, Super Saiyan George. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like Blanca. Yep, yeah, Super Saiyan Blanca. Blanca. <laughs> yeah. Super Saiyan Blanca George. It's yeah. so dumb. And, and like even his costume, like at the start, just wearing like this S and M biker gear with spiky collars and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like I hate this. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. And the kind of the big reveal that you like, you see that the scars on his back kind of form a peace sign, mm-hmm. you know, which you didn't notice before. Which is a little bit frustrating. Yeah, there's um, a there's a subtle sign. After each murder, the scar in his face gets more prominent. Uh. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean there are other signs too, like especially now that we're going through the plot kind of beat by beat, like the fact that he's completing all the murders mm-hmm. seemingly on accident at every scene and everything. Like there are tons of clues that it's him and yeah. his house as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. super obvious once you know once you understand the significance of the red the red flowers yeah mm-hmm. but that like cole was saying the climax after climax goes this is not actually the ultimate mastermind no um yeah yeah but it's it's a, it's straight up just shoot the weak point shoot the actual literal shining weak point on his back yeah um and then just a quick time event um to to, to finish him off yeah and, he, he his backstory kind of gives you a little bit more about this like you know how he's been uh, uh kind of warped Mm-hmm. by his past but like the dialogue here is really great yeah. like uh I, I love this bit like where like you know i'm divine and he's like no you're a first degree murderer <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, let's just call yeah. you what you are yep oh. york it, is like bringing the real talk mm-hmm. yep 
And he continues no. that, like even with Forrest. It's like, no, no, you're not actually like this immortal. Okay, you, you totally are. However, you're also a felon. So, I, I should note here that this is actually uh, the game, the copy of the game I had kept freezing hmm. during this uh. boss fight. I actually was not able to finish it. I ended up watching the rest of the game on YouTube. Yeah. I couldn't get it. I kept restarting and I just could not get it to to get past this this and like the cutscene at the end of the boss. Yeah. You got the good stuff. Um, yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they like you know with with his whole like the fact that he was duped, they actually made him more sympathetic than I than I thought he would ultimately end up being. Yeah. George was. It's yeah. it's, it's a, like super interesting. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a good character. I just wish, like, design-wise, he just yeah. gets so offensive. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's just so stupid looking mm-hmm. that, like, it just it made it really hard to to still like him, even though I liked him before. The way he dies is real badass. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. It's fried by lightning. Yeah. And uh, you pass out and wake up in the hospital a day later. <laughs> yep. And yeah. you, and you ask Usha, um, yeah. So where's Emily? It's like, oh, Forrest didn't bring her, but he left a, a letter, which is basically, yep, you shouldn't have trusted me. Later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really love this part because of uh I mean as much as there are so many climaxes I really felt like I had to go like I needed to find out what was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm pretty sure it's raining. It's like really atmospheric too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Like uh heading heading to this theater is is pretty is pretty good. Yeah. Um well, and again I just watched it and actually play it but it looked it, like I was I was invested in the YouTube I was watching as well. Yeah. You, uh, you, the, the basement in his house is real freaky because you see a stalker shrine, but you also see, uh, his mom tied to mm-hmm. that, tied to that chair, uh, desiccated with the tree growing out of her, which you don't have any place for that yet. And it's kind of like, oh, when he said he was, when he said she was sick, she actually really was like sick yeah. and died a long time ago. Yeah. And then it's also just a great image. And so, uh, yeah, you 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 go up to this uh, to this clock tower, and uh, it takes you into uh, into episode six, which is kind of this finale where you you know the, the the true villain kind of maybe is revealed. Yeah. So he's got he's on the stage. He's got Emily. Um, she's swallowed the seeds, and he has you know violated her. It's implied. Yeah. Uh, those are the two things that are kind of uh, needed yeah. to make these people grow into seeds mm-hmm. uh, or grow into trees. And uh, you kind of like ultimately what you find out about this guy kind of through back and forth is that he's like this extra dimensional creature. Like a, they call him a, the creator of the game, I think, called him an emissary yeah. is the word they use for the red tree, which is like an alien or other force that's infiltrating yeah. our world. Yeah. Eldritch abomination. It's yeah. it's very Lovecrafty. Yeah. It felt yeah. very, uh, I mean, I'm sure he borrowed from Lovecraft, but uh, Stephen King has a recurring character mm-hmm. in his books that is sort of like the messenger for evil. He takes many forms. That's what Kaysen kind of feels like to me. Oh, yeah. He's like Randall Flagg. Yeah. 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 Who is Nyara Lathotep? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all goes back to Lovecraft. Okay, I figured. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, uh, yeah. I'm no Stephen King fan. I, I just read a lot of him as a teen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, yeah, so I, and this part, actually, I really like that about him. Like he is, he is, you know, really, really creepy. And his dialogue, like his his voice, gets really cold at this point. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is a really cool scene, even though it does have kind of overclimax syndrome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Emily's begging you to kill her. Like, and, yeah. and Forrest gives you the choice because this isn't about, you know, yes, it's about spreading the trees, but it's also just about torturing people, you know. So he, yep. he, you know, he wants to see what Zach is, <laughs> sorry, what what York is going to do. <laughs> um, and you're given a choice of who to shoot. And, and you can shoot yourself. Yep. Or a forest or her. Mm-hmm. 
Um, which you should do the uh, the non-winning options. Yeah. To see them. Yeah. Because you you just go back into the the red room or the white room. You're, yeah, you're trapped there. Yeah, and you get to try it again. Mm-hmm. But the correct thing is to shoot her. Yep, which so. you end up not being able to do. Um, so uh, Zach and York switch places because this little kid you've been seeing in your dreams, totally Zach. And you reveal kind of like the genesis of that. The same thing happened to Zach's mom. Um, and mm-hmm. he witnessed it. Forrest was there. It was the exact same thing. And that's why York has all these blocks around Kaysen. You know, it's because he's he's there to protect Zach from everything having to do with this. And so, mm-hmm. and so, like when when it comes time when York can't do it, York retreats into the you know into the into the white world or something like that. And Zach comes out, and you see how everybody's been seeing York. You know, talking about this crazy scar that he has, uh, which is just like a little nick. It's like introduced, like oh, this this woman got me real bad. But no, like Zach is substantially more messed up looking because he's got this yeah. gigantic scar that go that crosses his eye and his hair is white from having seen this this the, this horrifying thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's implied the whole game you've been you've obviously been Zach. Yeah, but you're just hearing York. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you could even be like it, it has a nice like a little revisionist history thing. Like you could even have been saying like call me York mm-hmm. while introducing yourself as Zach. Right. You know the whole time, and that's why yeah. people are actually saying that, even though mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and when you go back, like, I, like when you go back, people ask, "So, so who is York?" Or they like they they don't recognize when you bring up and like mention it about him. So when you do the epilogue, kind of like running around uh, thing, yeah, it, it it totally is. That's what's happening. You are seeing yourself differently. It doesn't really mm-hmm. explain why York is so aloof throughout <laughs> the game and so not really disturbed by all of this violence and horror. It's just because York is sort of the the face that Zach puts on to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's the guardian Pretty angel. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So Emily, um, you know, because because York couldn't stand to kill her, she says, "Okay, forget this," and she yanks it out of her abdomen. Mm-hmm. You know, which which kills her, but it spares her from you know blooming into this even worse thing, right? And that pisses Kaysen yeah. right off. Yeah, yeah. So much so <laughs> that he turns <laughs> turns into this weird bouncing ball, like <laughs> hanging monkey creature thing he uh, he's 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 like a he's like a monkey juggalo who shoots farty farts at you like, yeah, like that, that, those are like, literally his attacks i was gonna say he looks like something the real ghostbusters would fight <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does like yeah i'm pretty that sure actually was like an overall well. batman <laughs> yeah that like, the real ghostbusters fought like i'm pretty sure i had a ghost that looked like Kason <laughs> from the the toys he squeezes legs together and his eyes would pop out I, I don't mean to bring things back, but do we mention the uh, the Ranko Killer scene that opens at that chapter? Oh, we the didn't. chapter that we're on. Yeah, okay. I know. Thank I you. I did for... want to bring that up because it's very it's very cool. Uh, maybe not the best version of Amazing Grace in the world, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the the chapter starts with you flashing back to the original Ranko Killer murders, mm-hmm. and um, you take the role of the Ranko Killer. It's, is it all, all in black and white? Mm, it might it might have been in the original or like it is, it is atoned or something like yeah, that yeah yeah it's washed out okay yeah. and it's you as the wrinkle killer killing people on your way to the clock tower you don't have to you don't have to kill anybody oh that's right i mean you huh. can but are they crazed or yeah um... yeah they're 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 uh they're zombies or, yeah yeah so there are three yeah. enemies because they are more active like they're 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 uh like fog fog crazed villagers yeah mm-hmm. huh yeah 
And the kind of the big thing that you you take from this is when you get to the um, the clock tower, you see that Kaysen was actually with the the army, mm-hmm. like the government agents that were putting this gas. When when, when Harry was describing the, the 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 initial scene, there is a big fat guy in a uniform up yeah, at the top. You don't see his face, right? Yeah, now you do. Yeah. So 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 Kaysen, at the very least. Uh, you know, it is either immortal or he became immortal shortly before after that incident. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like amazing, amazing grace is such a great choice for that because the entire, the entire arc with Harry and George and, you know, the, the, the original rainbow killer is like, you know, penitence for like forgiveness a little bit like, like that, like mm-hmm. that, that is what, that is what Harry is obsessed with. And that's what amazing grace is kind of, is kind of all about, all about. Mm-hmm. Very neat, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Kaysen does not know penitence. He just knows shooting farts at you. Yeah, and he <laughs> continues you. So you do a like a, a never ending chase sequence with him bouncing down some stairs at you. Yeah, uh, just goes wherever, and then you fight him in the final boss of the game. Yeah, uh, which is a giant version of him. <laughs> uh, it looks like a Dark Souls boss. Like he's like doing like yeah. attacks and stuff. Yep. I mean, you guys can handle this for your other podcast. He looks like he's out of uh, Berserk. Yeah, yeah, mutated. Yeah, Yeah, just just a couple of degrees off. Yeah, it's 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 Apostle John Goodman. It's Stay Puffed Apostle John Goodman. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Um, But the big thing is here is he has a little doll of himself. Yeah, that you have to shoot, and the kind of the finale is he puts it in his pocket where you can't get it, Mm -hmm. and uh, you had to climb up his arm to shoot into his pocket. Right, and that does it. Yep, and it's pretty cool. Like you have like a badass like walking away from him as you explode after you've shot his little vulnerability eye <laughs> that yeah. pops up out of his throat. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and yeah, back in the real world, Emily's dead, but uh she's with York in the other world. Yeah, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And you find out that Harry is George's dad. Yeah. Um, you know, could not stop his his abusive mom mm-hmm. you know, from you're going to get some more backstory. Right. Uh for all these people. Yeah. And uh, the nice thing is you can uh, kind of continue to, to play the game and do all these side quests and get new dialogue from everybody mm-hmm. afterward, afterwards, which is nice. Yeah. 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 And uh, Zach doesn't smoke, which is which is mm-hmm. a nice, funny thing. You know, the game began on that bridge and it ends on that bridge uh, when he decides to leave town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah there's, 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 uh, like, there's, there, there's a bunch of nice closure. And there's even more closure in the, in the director's cut where, where the framing device is that this old man who's telling the story is, you know, like a grown-up Zach uh, telling stories to his granddaughter. So there was a little bit of, of ambiguity in the original version about, like, what happens, like, where he goes. But to find out that he does eventually get a life and a family and stuff um, is, mm-hmm. is pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, that's deadly premonition. Yeah. Um, for yeah. So, yeah, like, wrap-up thoughts, everybody? Uh, well, I played this game when I had a lot of free time in my hands originally, so uh, <laughs> this game was sort of like my, my Skyrim experience in that I, I, I really poured over every square mile of the town. As tedious as I could be sometimes, I was just really interested in seeing how the game explored its characters through uh, like details of their life, no matter how mundane. So just going into everyone's house, looking at what they what's just in their houses, there was a remarkable amount of detail mm-hmm. in just how this, this game explains its characters through, you know, their interests, their their environments, and things like that, and just just watching. Uh, one example is um, the owner of the milk bar, and every day she drops off the twins at their grandpa's house, mm-hmm. and he takes care of them. And you can just watch the grandpa take care of the two little kids for the entire day until she comes to pick them up. 
details like that mm -hmm. are astounding. Just like the the mundanity of life represented in a video game, that someone put those details in there. And not to mention the fact that you can talk to people at multiple times of the day during multiple chapters. They always mm -hmm. have something new to say. You can just basically stalk whoever you want to learn more about them. It's it's so interesting. And not a lot of games are willing to hide content like that that you're not explicitly going to see. That mm -hmm. it actively mm -hmm. like discourages you from going to and looking at because there is that ever-present clock. That's always yeah. there. And unless you understand that, you know, that's not like a deadline where if you miss it, you lose. You're going to be afraid to do this exploration and see that. And it's a very yeah. confident move uh, to put all that there and then, you know, make it hostile to get to. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, ultimately, like as much as I appreciate that and I appreciate uh, the, the dialogue and everything, I got found myself like while like feeling and part of this was playing it on a deadline and the fact that it's longer than a lot of games that we do. Mm -hmm. um, but feeling kind of like feeling chore-y playing it because there'd be so much time in between those little bits, either, you know, be it driving or load times um, or be it, you know, if you're not in the right chapter, if you go looking for somebody and they're not ready to start their side quest, they won't. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and some of that system, there are systems in place for that. Like people will be symbolized as a laptop. Um, if they have yeah. a side quest for you, mm -hmm. but I didn't realize that at first. Right. So I was just like, oh, why can't I do anything in this town? Like I'm talking to these people, but I'm just not getting very much. There are like a lot of systems that are barely used. Like I, you know, very rarely would need to eat, even though I was constantly collecting food, mm -hmm. um, you know, things like that. Like some of that stuff, that non ease of entry things really kind of put me off. Like I, you know, I appreciate, like, I think I really appreciate and respect this game. Um, I almost feel like, like a really good let's play would be the way to do it. Like to mm -hmm. experience oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because the, the actual the interactive part, you're making you know almost no decisions other than just the order that you visit things in, and the combat is no no great shake. So like finding like a really high quality let's play, I think is probably a really good way to experience this. Yeah, and uh, and and I'd recommend that. Like I, it's a recommended game, even though you know I'm not like I don't really want to play it anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm like I, you know I was happy when I was done with it. I was like, well, you know, this keeps freezing. Like I'm just gonna watch the ending of it and be done with it because like sitting down to do it just was so much downtime. Mm -hmm. you know yeah and i don't disagree with anything that you're saying like like all of that is totally is totally there and it's a part of the experience you can't ignore it um but i'll just you know kind of like go back to that jim sterling refrain which is this game made me happy a lot and i i, I think that it's remarkable for a lot of those reasons and uh you know i'm just i'm just happy that it exists um you know because, mm -hmm. because it is so weird and you know i'm happy that it has found the amount of success that it has um and you know just that you know it's out there i don't i don't know that's a, that, that is a really really weak way of saying i'm kind of a nerd <laughs> to those to those um you know bad gameplay kind of things and willing to extend it probably more grace than it deserves because i because i'm down with the quirk um but, I'm the same uh, but way, yeah. yeah but the, but that's that's about where i stand fully cognizant that i that, that i endorse people play a thing that is not very good but that the experience is worthwhile that's my summary yeah i, I think it's worth worthwhile as well mm -hmm. but yeah weird game weird. um yeah strange 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 game Um, just by way of uh, if you, what are we doing next time, Cole? Well, next time we are doing Blade Runner for the PC, uh, which uh, mm -hmm. we've already recorded. Uh, we, we 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 like it a lot. I don't even know why I led with that, um, but uh, <laughs> it's, 
it's gonna it's gonna be out there. Yeah. It's uh, it's real fun. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah we, we have not cool. recorded the back half of that yet. So if no, you have, have things to say about Blade Runner, you can still get in touch with us. We're gonna record the the extra soda responses section mm-hmm. uh, for it, and you can do that at uh, duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Um, after that, we're doing an episode about hardware. Uh, one of our kind of special episodes we're going to be talking about. Um, some of the things that, you know, we play on the game and some game experiences where the hardware is integral to uh, to playing it. Yeah. So. A lot yeah. of stuff to say about controllers, I think. Yeah. And we're not quite ready to reveal what the what the one after that is going to be. Um, there are some special things to take into consideration for it. But, uh, but yeah, well, expect an announcement about that as soon as we get it resolved. Yep. Yeah, and and if 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 we end up announcing it and it ends up being like you know Super Mario Brothers two and it doesn't seem that special, it's because whatever that thing was didn't work. Right. So it's not because we think that's so groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that's how you can kind of get in touch with us. How can people get in touch with you, Bob? Well, I'm on Twitter at at Bob Servo B O B S C R V O. And I also run the Retronauts podcast, and Gary was on one of those really recently. He was on the Out of This World podcast, so please check that out every week, a new classic gaming episode for our classic gaming podcast. Mm -hmm. And I also write for uh, US Gamer and Something Awful, and I think that's it. Also, we have t-shirts, so if you like Retronauts, please buy a t-shirt. They're at the Fan Gamer store, and Nick Daniels, the guy who uh, did the art for those. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and they're great. Like I have the, the Kickstarter one, and I love it. So what are what are some other ways that people can uh, and you, and I've, I've said this before not just the ones that I'm on but you should be listening to Retronauts yeah yeah I was talking on Facebook to somebody um, who heard me on Retronauts and then came and checked our show out and liked it which I, I appreciate yeah. and one of the awesome. things I like about about our relationship with Retronauts is that even though we're both covering retro games podcasts like we're so different and we take things from such a different approach that there's just kind of room for both of us <laughs> like I. I think that um, Ray was joking about being competition, but like we're, <laughs> we're so like, you know, you guys are so uh, one of the things I really like about Retronauts is like I, f- I feel like you guys are, um, you know, historians in a way that, that we're not, yeah. you know, we try and to it's, be. you know, I, yeah, I, I learn from that podcast and I don't know if people, you know, how much people learn from this one. Like it is more about just kind of an experience um, for us. But the uh, yeah, it, it is really neat to have this kind of history focused old video game podcast. Um, yeah, so you should definitely check that out. And, and, you know, and, and we want to thank you, Bob, for coming on here and, and, and talking about this. Um, it's always it's always cool when we get people who are, you know, really passionate about 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 a game, you know, talk about it. That's uh, that I think that makes for interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only wish I had more time to uh, play through it again. Yeah, so by way of helping out the show, um, if you head over to iTunes, um, you can rate and review the show. That's always appreciated. Um, you can go to duckfeed.tv forward slash tip jar. There's some ways to monetarily support mm-hmm. the show. Also appreciate it. helps us uh, make the show. You know, we don't make money from the show, but it helps us not cost money, yeah. which is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, other shows in the network. Uh, we don't need to give the entire the, the entire rundown, but a uh, bunch of stuff about video games and some stuff about comedy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, well worth your time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's probably, probably good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah so what should they watch out for till next time uh sinner sandwiches yeah (laughs) i i i'm i'm pretty hungry i would eat the fuck out of a sinner sandwich right now like i i would just boy would i eat that (laughs) i would but with uh with tofurkey (laughs) yeah yeah tofur that's that's the um yeah the uh the Boy, I, 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 for a second, I thought I had a really good joke, but I was misremembering. I thought Gary Sinise was a vegetarian, and I was going to Uh-oh. make some kind of <laughs> some joke with that. But then I think I was thinking of someone else. Gary Sinise, of all yeah. people, being a vegetarian. 
I just got the name mixed with some somebody else, oh, and yeah. now I can't remember what it is. But I, I some interview. Ed, Ed Bigley Jr. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You know, you get those guys mixed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Do. So, so if you make if if you prepare yourself a sinner sandwich, post it. Uh, post a picture of it on our Facebook. That is yes. what I, that's that 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 is what I would like to see. And post a bite of it into my mouth so I can try it. <laughs> the, um, so. Sounds like the sinner's sandwich. Self-inflicted punishment to atone for past sins. He's setting an example. Mr. Francis York Morgan, you should try this wonderful lunch. It's more than a delicious, tasty crunch. So says Mr. Stewart. No, that's fine. I've just ordered my own lunch. Mr. Francis York Morgan. Ah, that is. Mr. Stewart's order is delicious, I should mention. And Mr. Nick Cormack is a genius for creating this perfection. So says Mr. Stewart. Still, I have a hunch I might not like it. Are you sure that sandwich is that good? Mr. Francis York Morgan, making decisions based on intuitions is always a sign of bad FBI agents. So says Mr. Stewart. Harry, you're right. I'll give it a try. Sorry, but can I change my order? I'll have what Harry's having. 